Here's what you missed on the last episode of Red Lipstick Vibes. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Hey, everybody. Midday, midday conversations, baby. Okay. How y'all doing out there? Uh, ready to talk some shit with you. Okay. <laughs> I cannot. We're missing it. Good one. Uh, delusional doormats. Let's see what you got on the agenda. I mean, you know. Okay, so today's discussion is going to be helping out the ladies because, you know, we were trying to be better. And, you know, protecting. Absolutely. Being better, you know, ladies. You know. Mm-hmm. You, know. So you sound a little low. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You know, not be so delusional <laughs> when it comes to love and, and all that kind of stuff. Hey, Jenny. Um, let me drop the link in the chat. Um, so if anybody else want to join us, they can. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Getting ready for the uh, holiday. No, you know. No, yeah, same here. But you know, most most other people are. Yeah. Well, right now is just another day. You know, I'm really not. You know. You know. <laughs> really not ready to celebrate any holidays and stuff, right? You know. Because mm-hmm. I'll end up crying all day. <laughs> you know. We don't want that. Still, everything's still. Fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people say you you kind of you get uh, not necessarily get over losing the parent, but um, it's supposed to get easier. Child, I'm waiting for it to get easier. Right. <laughs> they, yeah, they say they say time heals all. At all, like it mm-hmm. seems like it's getting harder. Right. To you know. I'm still waiting for, oh, it's, it's going to get easier day by day. I'm like, child, y'all lying to me because it seems mm. like it's getting harder. Right. You know, so I'm really not. Um, yeah. So anyway, everybody that's uh, watching, I see a lot of cloud watchers. Look, guys, press the like button. Um, the link is in the chat if you want to join. And, um, you know, this is a informal type of conversation that's why me and sister are off camera because you know we just chilling we'll be all fancy later we'll be fancy friday (laughs) okay coming with our bests yeah we'll be fancy friday for sister cool (laughs) right now no definitely not half naked no we know we're not gonna be half naked but um thank you guys for tuning in Thanks um, for all the cloud watchers and everybody. Yep, yep, yep. So, okay, so you see the, the thumbnail. <sighs> so, sis, have you ever thought of yourself being a doormat? Uh, no, ma'am. Mm. Never. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no problem acquiescing to, you know, someone, but a doormat? No. I saw how that looked. Um, and seeing how it looked and experiencing how it felt and it wasn't even me, you know, I want my voice to be heard. 
Um, but I don't feel I have to be, you know, monstrous for it to be heard. So just finding someone who was willing to listen, mm-hmm. you know, and learn me just like I was willing to do to them. You know, I'm, I'm not with the doormat stuff, sis. Mm-mm. So no, no. how about you? <laughs> now, uh, I would have to say that there was a time like, when, OK, so, you know, a little bit sheltered life. OK. <laughs> So, and I, I didn't start dating anyone until I was like uh, 21, 22 years old. Hey, Giant. Uh, so I was like really, really green, um, if, right. if that's a thing. Yes. <laughs> so you, had, you haven't had any, you know, real experience. Yeah, I, right, right. Yeah. I didn't have any experience. So I was kind of like, you know, going with the flow or whatever. But I think the older, you know, the older I got, and then I realized, you know, you know, Hey, I'm Yvette. Uh, I'm mature mm-hmm. when it comes to you knowing yourself or relationship-wise or whatever. So um, then I'm like, wait a minute. This is not how it's supposed to be. Mm-mm. Wait a minute. Right. <laughs> uh, hey, um, Andrea, if you want to come up, the link is in the chat. Uh, Again, you did watch your mother give, you know, so you didn't know right. exactly. the limits on that giving. Exactly. So I saw it always was me giving, giving, giving mom, mom, you know, so I thought that's what, it, you know, supposed to do that and not right. think of yourself. Mm-hmm. Dating and marriage is two different things. At the time, I did not understand that point. So right. today, because I'm, you know, I've been seeing some things, you know, mm-hmm. Explain some things, you know. So I just want to give a little tips because you know a lot of times, you know, especially with um, women that are not like that was like myself, not very um, knowledgeable, love and experience and stuff like that. They tend to be doormats, and um, they don't recognize the signs that they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bro. And I'm in meals in the house. I'm trying to catch up with y'all, y'all, y'all. I got mm-hmm. four string screens in front of me here. And Jordan's the in the house. And the mouse just popped in. Hey, love. Um, sister, if if you got controls, uh, you can put the uh comments up so I can see you because my mouse child is acting up. Um, <laughs> Amber's in the house. Hey. <laughs> um, the link is in the chat, guys. I put it in again. Um. And so I've noticed a lot of times I see a lot of women. Thank you for sharing the video, darling. That uh, they they don't take breakups really well. They right. do the craziness or they do the the begging, you know, or just not accepting uh, the reality know, of things. The reality of the relationship, you know, mm-hmm. being broken up. And I want to address this whole nonsense of uh, I have to get closure mm. like wow. you waste your time trying to get closure sometimes sometimes your closure is not what you need but we're gonna talk about that mm-hmm. mm. uh <laughs> hi Sheila thank you for I'm um, coming through um so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get into it uh so let me share my y'all heard what Jordan said them likes up. We appreciate y'all though. Okay. Have y'all lunch, little cocktail or something. 
Let me put the link in the chat one more time. Now I'll pin it to Um, if any ladies or gents, because we uh, there is a point in here when I talk about the men's, okay? So mm -hmm. um, it would be nice if I have a gentleman up here to uh, let me know if I'm right when it comes to mm -hmm. the men's, okay? Yeah, hey, you can elaborate a little more because men can be doormats as well. I've seen it. Yes, yes, yes. So this is for the ladies. Uh, and, and gentlemen, you, you can put yourself in this too, but you know, I, I, I just want to help my girls out so you won't be delusional mm -hmm. out here in these streets. The dust is in the building. Oh, Welcome, brother. Yes. All right, guys. Here we go. Uh, excuse the um, the kid in the background, praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> He Excuse says, me, oh, sizzling in my background. Somebody could. <laughs> so you might, you might hear him, you know, saying some things, <laughs> singing. I don't know what else he's doing back there. <laughs> hey, how you doing, dog? All right. So first, you know, you know how I do. You know, I like to teach, baby. Okay. What mm -hmm. is delusion? Says, what do you think delusion is? Crazy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. A distortion of. A distortion of reality mm -hmm. um you know and that can be in so many different forms yeah um yeah that's pretty much it Shit. so what you chat what y'all think delusion is in the chat let me see what y'all definitions of delusion is while we go through this all right what is delusion characterized by or holding beliefs or impressions that are contradicted by reality or rational argument, typically as a center of mental disorder. Child. Child, we all walk around mental disorder. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we get some help? The therapists need help. Shit. Ah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think Emil says not willing to accept reality. Very good. Jordan says full of ish. I cannot with you. <laughs> um, he said, uh, irrational thoughts. Yes, that can be one. Shout out to the Twitch gang over there. All right. What does delusional mean in a relationship? Delusional love is generally intense with rejection. Oh, wait, wait, we got a guess. Welcome, welcome. You want me to let her in? Yeah, go ahead. Hey, Andrea. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> hey, Andrea. Hey, how y'all doing this morning? It's a little early for me, but it's, I'm, I'm here. Okay. Uh, I think we all seem to be a little delusional at this point. <laughs> okay. Okay. But uh, I wanted to chime in for what Miss Livlet if five said. I didn't start dating until I was 20, 20, 21. Mm -hmm. My parents are very religious, so I think I've made some steps about you know how to let go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do some crazy shit too. I do so some crazy shit too. Right. It's amazing. I'm at the I'm at the far end of that spectrum. You know, and if we're not talking sexual, I was dating from kindergarten. Like I remember yeah. having boyfriends in kindergarten, 
you know, all the way up through elementary school, you know, communicating. It was like I said, it wasn't nothing all, you know, sexual or anything like that, but definitely had the labels of, of boyfriends. I was a little sister of big brother. So, you know, it was definitely um, knowledge from them passed down to me. So I wasn't shy with the boys at all. <laughs> I, I, wasn't, I wasn't shy, but it was like my parents was like, you can't date nobody until you mm-hmm. until you're like 21. Right. You better yeah, right. no, yeah. you yeah. not be having no sex, okay? That better, like, you better not be having no sex. And I have an older sister who's 10 years older than me, and she had a child at a bedlock. And my parents would even let her come home because they was like, she's a cancer. I'm not, li- she's not going to affect the rest of y'all. That's how goofy that's how my parents was. I mean, you know, they try to be <clears throat> harder. You know, you try to do different with the early years. So being that y'all 10 years apart, I can see the grip and grasp that they tried to have on you. But without without sharing knowledge of, you know, at least when you do get out there, the good characteristics to look for in a mate versus watch out for this, watch out for that. Don't this, don't that. You know, when those don't, don't do things are quite exciting to a degree. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. without leading y'all with, you know, good, Ex, you know, um, examples versus just thinking, you know, because you watched them with your father, you mm-hmm. know, versus not telling us anything. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> it's like, oops, I picked the wrong guy. I should have told you. Well, you didn't tell me nothing. Um, scam is acting up in the chat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so delusional love is generally intense with the rejection. Um, so, um, I want to give an example. I've read an example that would be really good to. Um, so you know how people like they say they crazy in love. Mm-hmm. Well, the other person ain't crazy in love with you. <laughs> so it's like you're not getting you're not re, um, you're not the person is not reciprocating what you are giving out. And so you have this sort of like you uh, ignore the red flags. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and it's also associated. Okay, y'all, read this word. Aromatic Okay, look, I'm filtering this way. <laughs> Which we're gonna get to this word anyway. <laughs> um, Aromania. I can't see it. It's so tiny. It's aromatic. Yeah. Aerotomania and high risk behavior such as stalking. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, y'all get what I'm saying. Yeah, that kind of Okay. Um, the definition of delusional is maintaining a fixed false belief even when you're confronted with facts. Um, usually results in a mental illness. Um, he um it here's an example. He's also delusional and paranoid that he might that he thought everybody was conspiring against him. So that's sort of like an example of what you know being delusional is. Okay, guys. Types of delusion. Aromantic. The person believes someone is in love with them and might try to contact that person. Often it's someone important or famous. This can lead to stalking. Mm-hmm. And I know that TJ did a live the other day um, mm-hmm. Where there's someone stalking um, Kobe Bryant's uh, daughter? Yes, I see that. Yeah. So yeah. this will this will fit with uh, that situation, and also it doesn't have to be someone famous. It can be a regular, regular person, someone that you mm-hmm. in fact 
infatuated with someone that you again that you thought was in love love with you and you in love with them and then you become obsessed with that person even when they don't want to be with you so this will be one of the um types of delusion that you have Mm-hmm. And so this is the one that we're going to be focusing on today, okay? Yes, ma'am. Then we have grandiose. The person has an overfatuated sense of worth, oh, overinflated sense of worth, power, knowledge, and identity. They could believe they have a great talent or made an important discovery. Mm-hmm. So, somatic, they believe they have a physical defect or medical problem. That that goes with the um what you call it, Munchausen syndrome? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. People that have Munchausen syndrome do that. Jealous. You know what that is. A person with this type believes their spouse or sexual partner is unfaithful. That's someone that's constantly telling, you know, saying to their husband or, or boyfriend or girlfriend, you cheating, you cheating, you cheating. <laughs> but they have no, no, um, no proof or anything, but it's in your head. Yeah, yes. so that's that's what this is one type of delusion. And then you have the pre sir pre-circuitory. Uh someone who has this this belief they or someone close to them are being mistreated or that someone is spying on them or planning to harm them. You know, we yeah, so we yeah, okay. We've seen these types of people. You know, they think that somebody's always talking about them, or they think that somebody putting some voodoo on them and something. Hey, big cat, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know. And then you have a mixture of all these. All right. Okay. Talk about delusional love, y'all. So, for delusional love, um. We know that it's a false uh, a belief that, you know, that somebody is in love with you despite, you know, the contrary of that, you know, uh, how that person really f- feels about you or treats you. And just know that a lot of times with this type of, of delusion is um, these people are experiencing severe depression, schizophrenia or bipolar disorder. So keep that in mind. <laughs> Um, it occurs when a person develops a delusion belief that they are loved from afar by another person. So I guess that that will go into, I guess we can use the whole, um, instance of, you know, someone stalking you when they think that they are like, um, there was a, a incident that happened, um, in New Orleans where the young lady um, was fearful of her life because the guy was following her and saying that they were married. And she ain't never met the man day in their life. But <laughs> he just had this thing in his head that, you know, she was loving him from the fall. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, people will make up things in their head when they want to True. Absolutely. So, I mean, we grew up with a lot of movies and, and lifetime shows that depicted that, you know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's very interesting when I was doing my research that this type of delusion often happens in females. 
it's more women. It always happens where? It always happens where? Everybody it, it often happens more in females. Females usually have more of the delusional love um, delusion. It often happens okay. more in men. So the person develops a delusion belief that they are love from afar. We know that in another person or in relationship. Um, it's usually intense and might or might not be reciprocated by the other person. We just we just said that. Like the other person probably don't even know what the devil is happening. And this person will actually like do things to um, confess their love. Like in the um, in the uh, incident with Kobe Bryant's daughter, where the guy shows up with the flowers at her sorority, you know, um, sending teddy bears and hey, Lou, teddy bears and things of that nature. So you will show love, but you're not getting any back. Now, how many times? We have seen that, heard that, even may have done that when you're giving love, showing love to someone, but you're not getting it back. It's a lot of times you see that, sis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, then the person might recite far-fetched proof of the person's affections, like text messages, emails. <laughs> Facebook posts, all kinds of things. They will <laughs> Okay, I might want to go there. You know, they have apps where you can make up fake text messages. They so you know, they, they go to the, the far stretches. Yes, they will make up. To, they will to... create text messages. They will create fake documents. They will, yes, baby. Okay. I mean, you know. Where's my disclaimer? <laughs> <laughs> Let me play my disclaimer, Dr. Fight. Try to Trying to get in trouble. <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> mm. Right. Okay. The emailing, persistent telephoning, okay. other forms of harassment. Also, relationships between erotomania and both stalking and homicide. homicide. Now, you know, when you got somebody that's like, just can't. Crazy. Somebody's crazy. They will email you, call you over and over again, send you text messages over and over again, just harassing you. Yeah. That's that's that delusional love, y'all. Okay. I'm just, I'm just, I'm. Don't hate the messenger, okay? Even they call you when, when you block their number, they call you from another number. I'm another, exactly. I hate yeah. that shit. I hate that. I hate when somebody do that. Like I block you, that means you can't call me. Look, look, look. Let me tell you something. I, if you call me from a block number, or private number, I don't answer. You better leave a message because I don't mm. answer. Okay, guys. What do you guys think a doormat is? What's your definition of doormat? Somebody who has no standards um, and they don't put it out on the line, you know, so, so people know what, what you're willing, what you're not going to take, you know, versus just jumping into something and, you know, going as it flows. And then when things happen, 
like you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. But then some people don't even say don't do this. They just accept it when the person apologizes with no change behavior. So, you know, a lot of people don't know the difference. Um, like you said, reciprocity with without, you know, someone filling your cup. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, Isaiah says, walk over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I believe a doormat is somebody who you can walk over me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they don't, she don't, in Mills, they don't answer. Yeah, I won't answer you. Um, you use a doormat to wipe. Isaiah. I cannot. Yeah. <laughs> um, person who gets dog walked over. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, let's see. All right, what does it mean to be a doormat? A person who accepts being treated badly and does mm-hmm. not complain. Yes, that part. Um, a person who accepts being treated badly and does not complain. Um. What is a doormat in a relationship, ladies? Similar. I mean, it's the same. A person who accepts being treated badly. You let things playing. go. You let things go. And I, I can honestly say it. I, I did that when I first got married. Mm-hmm. And in, in the relationship, I, I was like, oh, no, this ain't going to happen. Uh-uh, I'm good with this. And he and he said, I changed on him. No, I just decided I'm not going to let I won't let this happen anymore. Yeah. Um, so a door, a doormat partner is someone who tolerates terrible treatment from their partner. They don't communicate their needs and stand up for themselves. A doormat in a relationship is often taken for granted or expected to agree with whatever their partner says or wants. Mm. That's it. Yeah. And, and women miscategorize submission for that, being a doormat. I see. See, that's what I love, my sister. You know, we always in tune with each other. Because that's 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 absolutely what women. I was hoping that somebody would say that. Yes, gracious, never, Mm -hmm. never. Mm -hmm. Um, That is not submission, ladies. No, no, no. That's that's definitely not. Mm -mm. And I, you know what, ladies, I think that's what a lot of the uh, ladies that are so against being submissive. I think this is what where they are getting it confused or they they're looking at it as being a doormat yes yes and so i think that's one of the reasons why they're so um against you know being submissive to their husband because they, a fear of being you know taken advantage of you know, i mean they're surrounded they're surrounded by women who co-sign that idea so if we're not right, exactly. surrounded by women who are promoting it and saying listen it can be as, as joyful as you freaking make it mm-hmm. exactly because it all mm-hmm. starts off that way. And right. we all start to come out on who we are and we're not intentional no more. We're not uh, proactive in our relationships and we're reactive until mm-hmm. something happens. So when you go into things in any relationship and you have no standards, people are going to do, they're going to test you because yeah. they don't even yeah. know what, what to not do because you didn't set any standards. Yep. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So shame on you. I can't keep blaming the person exactly. for trampling over your yeah. goddamn mat when you just leave your mat out in the front for everybody to come in. So, you know, the, the accountability is kind of on your ass. Have some damn standards. Teach these young people before they go out into the world. People need to, you know, present themselves in a certain manner, their character. Fuck what they're wearing in a nice belt and their shoes and the car they're driving because none of that means anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
They must show some character. Since your mic kind of breaking up a little bit, it's like crackling. Okay. So guys, there is a um, syndrome. <laughs> it's it's the doormat syndrome. It is a thing. You can be diagnosed with this, according to you know the doctors. <laughs> so let's talk about the doormat syndrome. Um, doormat syndrome: um, people that allow others to walk over them, hence the term doormat. Um, doormat syndrome is, you know, the same thing, you know, it's a, it, and it is a common um, problem in romantic relationships, um, having the doormat syndrome. Um, not able to say no to things, even though you want to say no, not having a voice in your marriage or important relationships. Um, you do most of the planning in relationships. So, for example, you know, you're always the one. It's like, oh, let's go out. Let's do this. This person, he and the guy or woman really don't want to do that. But you are the one always doing the planning. Um, and they expect you to do that. So this is um, one of the uh, signs of a doormat syndrome. Codependency is the root in the fear of losing people in your life. So um, with the doormat syndrome, being codependent is your lack boundaries or sense of self-awareness. Um, a lot of times people develop this, um, especially when they have um, uh, close-knit families where you kind of kept away from everybody. So when you do get into a relationship, you tend to be like very codependent on that person so you uh, you do everything to please that person and not think of yourself does that make sense yes my mic sounds better yeah a little bit better okay. yeah it makes sense. um so and then also it's a it's a lot of people that are codependent um the fear of abandonment is why they allow um, people to walk over them or, you know, be that doormat because they don't want to lose that person. So they, you know, even though they're unhappy with themselves or unhappy in the relationship, you know, they'll just pretend that, you know, they're happy with it because they don't want to lose the person because they have a fear of, of abandonment. Mm, yeah, I can definitely, um, I can see that, but to a degree, uh, I have to um, disagree. Mm -hmm. Not everybody is as as um, resilient, you know. Because um, I grew up, well, I had a lot of abandonment issues. Have to admit that a lot of therapy about that, but it never put me in a position of uh, you know overstepping the, the the boundaries that I set for self. You understand what I'm saying? To allow yeah. somebody to demean me or, or you know treat me any kind of way. So you know, I would just hope that many of us can be more resilient, you know, right. and stop using all these these uh, traumas as clutches, you know, that other people have to fix, break through, overcome, you know, deal yeah. with, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I think it's on us to reflect on self and realize where some of our traumas come from. And it may not even come from dating, it may come from childhood. So to get that therapy and find some yeah. happiness within self, your happiness won't be in somebody else's hand. And when they freaking close it, now you're lost. You know, right. because there was many times in, in my marriage, 25 years, you know, where I felt unhappy and had nothing to 
do with, you know, my dependency, you know, to him, you know, those abandonment issues I had to um, deal with, but I tried not to, you know, reflect it on him like he needed to fix it or anything, just making him aware that I'm dealing with some emotional baggage that I know he can't fix and I'm not expecting him to just to be aware, you know, and empathize with what the work that I'm going to have to put in now and hopefully he'll see it. And when he see it, I get that praise for working through it. And I think it's hard for us as individuals to do such that. It's really hard because right. us don't get good therapists to really help you work through that shit. You know, they coddle it. So we got to exactly. really find somebody who's going to check your shit and say, wait, that doesn't sound right. You know, let's let's go back to this because, you know, you kind of slipped here, whatever the case may be. But most of the therapists I've come across in my 20 years have been coddlers. So, you know, good luck to you guys. Yeah. Yeah, girl, lady, I gotta go because I have a birthday party. Birthday party, little girl. But I love you guys. I'll I'll keep listening while I'm driving. Okay. Okay, have fun. Okay, and thanks for coming up. Uh huh. Bye bye. Um, sister, mic still crackling a little bit. Okay, I'm switch up. So, um, the yeah, we kind of talked about this. The doormat hates to see their loved ones upset or stressed and take the burden upon themselves whenever possible. Um, the doormat doesn't, does not expect thanks. Um, or, you know, um, when we talked about this, you know, not being appreciated, um, they encourage, and this actually encourage your partner to be selfish and uh, ungrateful towards you. If you continue to uh, allow that type of behavior, they will, you know, continue it. Um, it is the act of trying to please everyone. We know that. And the uh, doormat enables passive aggressive behavior. They, so this right here is very interesting because I hear a lot of people throw that around when people say, you know, they're being um, passive aggressive. Yes. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> living um, this way with um, the doormat syndrome um, does create pain, um, resentment and bitterness and burnout. So just know the more you stay in that state, the more you are damaging yourself. So here we go. We're going to talk about the neg negative results of doormat syndrome. Lack of respect. Um, we teach people how to treat us. Bottom yes, line. <laughs> um, by consistently putting the needs of others before our own, the doormat teaches people that we are not worthy of their respect. Um, the doormat person often surrounds themselves with toxic people and users because the people pleasers personality type attracts people who would take advantage of you. Yeah, they're called um, energy vampires. Yes. They will dry. Mm-hmm. Um, um, shout out yeah, to Tuber. Magnets. Yeah. Shout out to tube, um, Tuber Chat. Thank you for coming through. Thank you for sharing. Um, so the next one is Sorry, guys. Again, lack of respect. 
I can respect a bit. Okay. It's the biggest one. Right. And then the other one is resentment. That's not supposed to be lack of respect, y'all. Chad, y'all know how I do. It's okay. It's okay. Resentment, though, yes. Absolutely. You're going to be, you're going to definitely feel that. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So this, um, the second one's supposed to be lack of identity. <laughs> you lose your identity when you are, you only doing things for other people and you forget about yourself. Um, all the negative consequences of being a doormat in a relationship uh, eventually leads to resentment. So you start to resent the people that you so-called helping. Because at some point, you're going to bottle up all those feelings of being taken advantage of or being taken for granted. And then, you know, you explode. And then this is when a lot of people uh, develop anxiety. They develop depression and all kinds of... Um, uh, mental health issues because of that, because they're holding so much resentment and grudges from helping other people and not being true to themselves. All right. Signs of, just in case you don't know, <laughs> signs of being a doormat. People take advantage of your kindness. You're not appreciated. You say yes when you don't want to. You apologize for things you didn't do. Now, I find that very interesting because a lot of times when people are in relationships and they don't want to like break up the relationship or or hurt the other person, they will apologize for something that's not even their fault. Yes, that is true. You've got some good, good points here. Signs of being a doormat, y'all pay attention. Um, you feel burnt out on giving and not receiving. You compromise your values. You have low self-esteem. That's a big one, guys. A lot of women that, not, not just women, but a lot of men. I'm sorry, guys. I, I'm fast forwarding to go back. Um, they, they get into these types of relationships because they have low self-esteem. They don't even know their own worth. And again, they stay in toxic relationships. All right, guys. All right. Just in case you don't know. <laughs> Signs a woman is being used. Okay. Here we go. It's all about them and never about you. What do you think about that statement, sis? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a true statement. Definitely being used. You can never consider me? Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Always let you pick up the check. Selfish behavior. Yeah. Okay, now, you, if you, every time y'all go out and you picking up a check, that's a problem. <laughs> you always come to their rescue, but they don't come to yours. He's just not that into you. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Yeah, don't force it. That's right. 
They always ask for favors. They ask you for money or other items. Appears disinterested in you after their needs are met. Let's stop right there. <laughs> they don't want nothing to do with you after they get what you what they want from you. And that leads into the next one. Only right. affectionate and intimate with you when it's convenient for them. When he when he wants to bust a nut, he calls you. Damn, is my mic still choppy? Yes. What is going on? Okay. He he calls you, and then when he once he's done, you probably won't hear from him. You know, a couple days or so. Well, we gonna get to that part in a minute too. Doesn't make an effort to be there for you when you need them. Still choppy. Say something. One, two, three. Okay. It's gonna say don't be their personal humping bag. <laughs> All right, guys. Okay. There are some impacts of being used. Being used can take take a toll on your mental health as well as your relationships. So it can manifest in symptoms associated with anxiety, depression, and trauma. Um, you may have difficulty trusting others and forming new relationships. Um, it can lead to mental health uh, difficulties as well as relationship-related issues. Um, so that's that goes back to where we were talking about how I think we were talking about this with the um, was it the whole syndrome? The um, not the side chick. Yeah, was it the side chick syndrome? One of them. Where we're oh, saying that a lot of times these types of things can be. <laughs> I mean, we talk about all of them. <laughs> I gotta write this stuff down. I don't know because I be forgetting. But it does impact. It impacts your health. It impacts other relationships. You know, if you were in a relationship when you were prior doormat, mm -hmm. and you go into the new relationship already pre-offended, and you know, first mm -hmm. time somebody asking you to do something and you don't get a thank you, you might get chomped at. So it, it right. can definitely come cause some issues. And then that goes back to when we say, you know, you taking baggage from your past relationships into a new one. So you already have this guard up because of the past, you know, being a doormat and being used, you know, being used. So when you get into a new relationship, you automatically will think that that person is, you know, going to do the same. Yeah. I mean, you, you, it's not limited to relationships because you can be a doormat for your family. You can be a doormat for just your mother parent. You can be a doormat for just your father parent. You understand what I'm saying? So when you go into the world, you already have that, that wall up, you know, and it's going to cause yeah. some problems. Yeah. Oof. Now, check this out, ladies. Look. Dudes know what type of woman you are when they see you. Um, that's what I've heard. <laughs> I mean, men, like, I mean yeah. that's, that, that, that's, that's what the men in my line see. I mean, I think they, they can the tell. Thing, they can listen to how you talk, how you move. You know, and tell what type of woman you are. 
that's what that's what the men's in my life see. They can tell. Mm-hmm. Same here. Now, ladies, there are signs a man sees you as a doormat, and I'm going to give you little little tidbits. So make sure y'all write this down because you know I don't want to be on here on here fussing at the ladies all the time. I'm, I'm going to help you out a little bit, okay? All right. He may not be throwing up red flags or doing anything that you consider as a deal breaker, but still, it's possible he sees you as a doormat. If you often feel small, insignificant, or even unloved in your relationship, it's likely that he lacks respect for you. That See, we're hearing that again. So I'm calling the two being a doormat as people that uh, uh, doesn't have respect for you. Um, she says low self-esteem is why a lot of women are overweight. Yes, it is. Um, that's one of the um, mental impacts of that because a lot of women will uh, go into um, some type of um, um, eating disorder, either overeating or not eating. So, here are some signs that he views you as a doormat. He lies to you and he doesn't really care if you find out. Mm, he expects you to go with the flow. And when you do, the lying continues. Can the church say amen? Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He doesn't take you seriously. Even when you have nothing to do with the situation, you often feel like you're walking on eggshells. Nope, that's wrong. Um, he doesn't say he doesn't take you seriously. Um, even when you're talking to him, he doesn't really pay attention. He doesn't care about your uh, goals. He don't care about your purpose. He doesn't really care. He just, he just doesn't want to hear nothing you got to say. Um, he hints or insists that you should change for him. What you think about that one, sis? Change for me. <laughs> Take me as I am. Um, I mean, in that sense, you know, the hinting and insisting um, is a difference than, you know, modeling a particular type of behavior. Um, and if it's something you just don't like about me while we're here. You know, it's like you're picking at me now. Yeah. <laughs> so that is, it's more in that sense. Um, you know, it adds on to the, you know, not taking me seriously, the lying and the lack of respect. Yeah. Right. Well, not good. So pay attention to these signs. He says demeaning things make you feel worthless. He's always criticizing you, putting you down. Um, he may, he might or might not say that he's only kidding, like, oh, I'm just joking with you, whatever. But yet it makes you feel, you know, some kind of way when he says things, um, he might try to, you know, lighten up the, uh, uh, the conversation after he says something that will hurt, hurt your feelings. All the time. And that goes into, he talks down to you. You don't feel like. Um, you're equal. 
or an important person in his life. He doesn't ask for your opinion or he doesn't even care about your opinion. Right. Uh, we said take you seriously. Uh, he cheats. He cheats on you and knowingly knowing that you're going to stay anyway. So that goes to um, I think uh, Lucky Marie when we were talking on her channel one day about cheating and we're trying to figure out like why men would do that. And then there are some men that know that the woman that they're with is a doormat and they really don't care. So they're cheat and continue to cheat because they don't, they know that she's not going nowhere. Yes, that's absolutely true. I mean, but then her going into it knowingly. Right. Like, exactly. You know, can't blame mm -hmm. shit. Okay. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> I can't. You're so pretty, girl. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. Okay. Nothing. No standards. Like, nobody is, you know, being proactive. Everybody is reactive. How are you going to be upset? Right. Find out he's a damn dog. Right. You know, be proactive about that. Like, don't let it break your heart and hurt your feelings. Like, they're a human being and ain't nobody perfect. And we try to change people. Like you said, you know, uh, not here, dirty dog. You know it. So you're willing to be this doormat. Then, you know, keep on with making the choices that you're making. Right. Because <laughs> they're going to take, they're going to do it. They're going to take advantage as much as they possibly can. Right. <laughs> Some people look for doormats. So don't be that. Don't let them exactly. purchase you. <laughs> Put you right in front. Um, Sis, um, let um, Derek up. Hey, Derek. Welcome, 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 Mr. Williams. Yeah, yeah. Shout out and respect due to the mighty red lipstick bars. How you, young lady? We're doing good. Yeah, doing well. We're doing well, sir. All right. Well, bless you both. Yeah, quick pop in from Philadelphia. You see, we're at the medical center. I got the final quiet hallway. Less than two or three minutes of your time. I okay, saw the title. Much appreciated. Saw, yes, ma'am. I saw... Um, um, Andrea Lynch had um had had um had shared. I said, let me come in and interact with the young lady right fast. Um, I saw the title of your um of your of of your live. Mm -hmm. uh, first thing first, man, you got to have self respect. The fact mm -hmm. is, I have a seventeen year old daughter, mm -hmm. and I tell her that it's really a numbers game at this point. It's so many of y'all to so few of us that mm -hmm. oftentimes men know that they if if, if they uh. Well, put it like this. I was ex-military and I just played the game. So I'm just I'm just giving both game, in my opinion. The fact is, is that most men know that there's so many women out there that, that are lonely, understandably so, and want attention and affection. And ain't the, the, the battery-operated boyfriend can't go but so long. And so you're going to want a human touch. And a lot of times women drop their guard knowing a dude ain't hitting on nothing. And so I the same thing I'm telling you now is what I'm is what I tell my eighteen my now turned eighteen year old daughter. But a lot of times women will forego all the red flags that you just put up just to say they got a human being on their side. So I don't know if you'll ever be able to I don't know if you'll ever be able to write the ship. I don't know if, if and I and I don't think uh logic will ever I'm sorry, good sex a lot of times often trumps common sense. 
And mm-hmm. so we're going to always be on this hamster wheel. And it's, usually, it's been my experience that it's not until women have two or three babies, then all of a sudden they see the light. You can't tell it, you can't, you know, but on the other hand, it would be refreshing if the fathers would confirm and reaffirm their daughters. So when they take their ass out here on the streets, like I said, I'm just using my daughter, Damaris, as an example. When she she take her ass out here on the streets, she know what to look for because her daddy done already took her out to eat. Her daddy done opened doors for her daddy and say, look, uh, ladies first, you order, Mm -hmm. right? Um, On New Year's, as an example. I pop some champagne and I give my daughter, she had her first drink with me last year at 17. She had a glass of champagne. So can't no dude come up and give her no e-pill, no, none of that. They they gonna have they gonna have to run through me. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, so many females have that have not had their fathers in their life. And they tend to look for all look for love in all the wrong places. So this is a very good topic that you're covering. But I think mm-hmm. that you got so many young ladies that's coming up behind you all that won't learn these lessons until it's too late. And so that's pretty much where we are. I think you, you we fighting the human condition. So um, I, I just can, I just can say for myself, I give all the game again, I'm ex Navy. I'm giving all the game I can to my daughter, but I also have to face reality. She still got to take ass out here on the streets. And if a boy should make her toes curl or put that lightning shock up her back and make her say, Ooh, everything I said goes out the window. So I'm not even immune. So that's pretty much all I want to say. And just thank you for um, having me up on your platform. I'm going to see you around YouTube, all right? Yes, yes. Thank you so much for coming up. Yes, y'all take care. Have a great day. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. All right, salute. Um, I just got a text message from somebody, and they said that um, this um, presentation is helping them. So I'm glad. That's what it's for. I mean, yes, ma'am. That's the purpose. I want to say that, um, you know, he had said something about, you know, the ratio of male to female. You know, it's really not. It used to be real drastic when we were younger. You know, mm-hmm. it was like uh, for every male, it was like seven women. But it's we're kind of evening out now. Yeah. So it says, you know, it's 101.68 males per 100 females. So, um, yeah, you better find you with me. Yeah. Because it's equaling out. Yeah. Not, it's not more men than it is. You know, it's not more women than it is men. So it's just so, a thought. Yeah. So one of the things I have in the um in the thumbnail his actions is smacking you in the face baby okay Do you believe action speaks louder than words sis Of course Absolutely mm-hmm. Um I I think it's more important Um like I said coming up in an environment you know with different types of guys and the guys who did a lot of talking, you know, they didn't do a lot of walking. But the silent dudes was making it happen. And it was showing and proving in their movement versus all the shit talking. So, you know, I'll take a quiet dude who's, who's showing me versus a guy who's just talking and talking and not walking. So this part of the presentation, I'm going to talk to the ladies about not being delusional when a man is actually showing you what you really mean to them, what your value is to them, or what you are to them. Because, you know, you, you hear ladies be like, um, 
Oh, once you sleep with me, we go together. <laughs> you know. Or, you know, a guy is a guy, the you know, he could tell you everything under the sun. You know, he's telling you things to get what he wants from you, like we said earlier. But his actions are saying something totally different. You know, he'll make promises, but have no in intention of keeping them. You know, so I, my dad always said, make sure the, his actions coincide with what he's saying. So I believe, you know, actions. So some people will say, you know, the word is born. No, baby. No, your actions is born for me. That's right. He seals the deal. Okay. <laughs> so you can uh, say anything. Like I said, words don't mean too much because a person can say everything under the sun. Uh-oh. Um, can you let Chef up? Hey, Chef! Hey, hey. <laughs> what up, what up, chef. what up? Peace, love, and chef, light. Chef, in the house. Chef. How you doing, sir? What's going on? You know, I've been laying low for a minute, you know, been know. Uh, regrouping, regrouping, doing a little traveling. You know, it's not because anything's bad. It's just I want to make sure that if what I come to the table with, I want to feel it. You feel me? So I'm uh, tr trying to get that feeling back for you, you know. But on the side note, before we get into what you're talking about, um, you know, I had to jump on your show because, you know, my daughter was really proud today. She literally likes to play with Alexa, you know, mm -hmm. asking her a bunch of questions. And she said, play podcast with Chef Chupino. And Alexa ended up pulling up your episode, what is it, 102 or 103? Uh -huh. With the single parenting that uh -huh. you did. <laughs> yes. I'm like, yo, you every freaking way. You on Roku, you on this, you on that. You <laughs> yo. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And she got, she came and gave me a hug. I'm so proud of you, daddy. This happened today. So That's I saw you on. I was like, yo, I got to come through and show some love, man. You made my little baby proud, yo. Oh, shout out. Shout yeah, out. Baby. You on freaking Alexa, yo. Yes. If yeah. you say, yo, if you say Alexa, play Red Lipstick Vibe podcast and just say the guest. You say Chef Chipino. You pull up 102 and whatever episode that I was on. And it was like, shit. Yo, you do, man. So thank you for that, man. Shout out to Red. Yeah, yo, awesome. you do this. You do can't this. Wait, can't wait for you to get back though. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm back. You know, I'm still doing clips and stuff like that, playing with the algorithm in terms of bringing other different folks in to see what kind of stuff we got doing. I got thousands of hours of content because remember we specialized in seven and eight hour streams. Yes, that you know, <laughs> right. So I got a whole bunch of weight that ain't bagged up cool. yet. <laughs> Like, I got a whole year's worth of stuff I can just clip up. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I got all this weight and ain't packed up yet. So, you know, exactly. you know how it is, man. Yeah. But I yeah. definitely want to weigh in on your topic because I, I like what you're talking about. Because it, 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 it's the initial topic of uh, healing mm -hmm. when it comes to the flowers. So, you know? what do you have to say so far with what you heard so far? So, I'm going to give you a platitude, a chefism. What you permit is what you promote. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. What you alert to is what you allow, mm -hmm. which means that we as people have to understand our triggers. 
if you happen to be somebody that's diabetic and you know that your blood sugar's low, you recognize your hand starts to tremble. You notice that things move a little differently for you, which means at that point, you have to back up off the sugar or jump up on the insulin, depending on, you know, what diabetes that you have. You have to understand your potential weakness. Crackhead knows he got to stay away from the hood. He got to stay away from the crack if he wants to get right. He has to stay away from those people that trigger those behaviors. Right. So if you recognize you in a relationship or some sort of emotional dynamic that you're trying to escape, what you're going to need to do is recognize that it's not just leaving. Sometimes it could, you know, they say take 90 days to break a habit, that a habit you might have started in two weeks. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you breaking up, People be like, yeah, man, I'm over her. I said, bro, you broke up two weeks ago. No, I'm done. I said, nah, I'll see you at 30 days. And then I'll see you. And I said, and then I'll see your podcast at 60 days. And I ain't even going to trust nothing you saying until after 90 days. You know, but some people are so emotionally wrapped up and attached into the habitual repetition of that emotional thing that happens, you know, the hate, the anger, the disrespect, the love bombing, the hate, the anger, the disrespect, the love bombing. So mm -hmm. it's an emotional cycle that releases dopamine and serotonin and all of those things. So your body becomes somehow addicted to it as well. Right. So we have to treat it as such, you know? Right. True. Yeah. Absolute Mm-hmm. So, Chef, do you yeah, think yeah. this speaks louder than words? Do actions speak louder than words mm -hmm. in many situations, but mm -hmm. it's specific to the people that are listening, right? Mm -hmm. okay. There's women that are out there where you can do everything. You can pay her bills. You can do this and that. You can do all of these things for them, but they'll be upset because you didn't tell me I look good. You didn't tell me this and that. Some people, depending on their level of nature and nurture in life, words mean something. So for some people, you can give them words, but they grew up around a whole bunch of bullshitters. So mm -hmm. they want to see, they want to see action. They've been lied to. So now they want to see what comes in. They want you to um, cash that check. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so it depends on the listener, you know, because in certain situations, I can do something. She may not have recognized it, but then if I follow up with some specific words that give some clarity about what I did, and then she's like, oh, shit, he did do that. Mm -hmm. So there's no one painted recommendation of action speaking louder than words at all is based upon what that person's uh, emotional ecosystem requires based on how they grew up and who they are. So, in regarding relationships, we're talking to the ladies. Um, my dad always says, make sure his actions line up with his words. Yes. Coincide because words don't mean nothing if it doesn't, it's not backed up by actions. So, um, we already have that one up. Words don't mean anything unless it's backed up by actions because people can men and women can say anything to get what they want from you they can use verbal manipulation so on and so on <laughs> mm -hmm. um chef do you believe his actions 
or how he really feels about you? No. Ooh, explain. I'll give you, I, I, the best way I could do is give you a situation, all right? Okay. You get big, you get uh, Johnny Joe. He works at the, uh, at the car, at the car plant. Mm -hmm. He makes about 45, 50 grand a year. He pays all the bills. You don't have to work. You guys got two kids. He works extra hours. He does. He hits an 80 shift every week, at least. Mm -hmm. You don't have to work. He's doing all of these things for you. Right. And just working all of the time and the time that he's not working, he's spending showing love to you and the kids. But then you go and you get uh, Farnsworth Jenkins. I cannot. He's making a. <laughs> that's all I could come up with. He's making one point two million dollars a year. You know what I mean? He may put in, you know, because he's a a sweet executive and he's made his way. He may put in, you know, a forty hour week, maybe thirty five with a little golf on Fridays, and he's paying the whole thing for you. Right, but but he's out doing whatever. He's not necessarily a romanticist, mm. but he's doing and spending the same as or more, or even double. At some point, when you pull your lens out and you go macro instead of micro, and you look at the situation, the degree of difficulty that that Joe Schmo had to deal with, the one making forty five grand. You're going to give him more credit because of the sweat equity within the dynamic. Mm -hmm. So the actions always have to be weighed against the reality of that situation, the situational dynamics. Mm -hmm. You know, but would you say that's that, that like in general, in a general sense, you would you would put that there, you know, stamp that there, that it it depends. Yeah, because we're, we're, we're taught as men mm -hmm. how to love. But a lot of times the women in our family teach us how to love based on the love they received themselves mm -hmm. or a lack thereof. So if they received resourceful uh, provision, hey, noble. but they didn't get any emotion, then what they're going to want to do is raise you to be more emotional because they missed it as a parent. I mean, as a lover, they missed it from their male lover. So they may raise their son to be more emotional within the relationship dynamic. When you had the woman that dealt with the emotional guy, but, you know, he liked to hug the couch and the Xbox joystick, <laughs> you know, so she may teach her son how to not be a bum and you're going to work hard and you're going to take care of your woman. And, you know, and she may be the mom that gives him you know, a little extra fifty hundred dollars when he's going on a date because she wants to make sure that he makes her feel good. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we raise children based on what we have as well as what we lack. Uh, okay, I see what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Sis, you got anything on that? No, he sounded good. <laughs> so... Are empty words easier to say for a player? Um, I would say, right? They spew out their mouth easily. Yeah, like a man, like a, a man or a woman. 
can say anything and everything just to get you, you know, wrapped around a finger and all that kind of stuff. So basically they're using empty words and not showing the actions to back up those empty words. Like you said, some of us have a radar, you know, Mm -hmm. and they, they know what to say to get you. And once they see it starts to work, they know what type of, you know, category to put you in on how to swoo you. So, you know, it's tricks learned and some of them are very savvy with it. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah, I like this one, the empty words. Yeah. A lot of times what we judge as empty words, though, Mm -hmm. it's we're judging not based on intent, (laughs) but we're judging based on impact. You ever have that friend? You ever have that friend where they just got their taxes, or mm-hmm. they 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 about to get paid tomorrow, and today is Thursday, and they telling you it's like, oh man, yo, I'm gonna do such and such for you, man, or yeah, I'm gonna do this and that for you, and they really want to. Oh man, mm-hmm. when I get my taxes, yo, I'm gonna make sure I take care of you and blah blah blah. But then sometimes they may just be a terrible budgeter. So right. when it comes time, they don't. It seems like it was an empty promise, but no, their heart probably mm-hmm. really, really right. They know, was in the right place, but yeah, they yeah, just were yeah. not able to execute. Mm-hmm. You know, and and empty promise, like what I really believe, like I don't consider that an empty promise. I consider it failed execution. You know, but if yeah. it's an, an empty promise to me. Is 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 a bold faced lie. <laughs> it's a lie. If, right. it's, if, it's, if it's delivered, if it's empty when it's delivered, and the yeah. fact that it's a promise, it's not like me saying, "Hey, the sky is pink." Nah, I'm telling you, I'm promising you, son. The sky is pink. <laughs> you know, it's different. It's a hoax. It's a con. Right. <laughs> um, shout out to Noble. Just um, hey Noble, Noble, I'm world class. Just popped in. Hey, darling. Um, so I know this to be very true with with the ladies. It's easy to ignore the red flags if you're not paying attention to what he's saying. We ignore the red flags. We're not paying attention to what he's saying because a lot of times, you know, somebody like like BSing you, you know, they can't keep it straight. At but, some point, they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna, they gonna slip up. So you gonna but if you're not paying attention and not listening intently of what you know what they're telling you, or you know you know what I mean. So yeah, or if you're digmatized, the red flag. Right. If you're digmatized, <laughs> sis, you ain't listening to nothing. Right, you're not seeing right, anything. Right. Everything's going on in your head. Yes. You don't care what he's saying because you know he got that good peen. Okay. Hey, Mickey, your brother Rick in the house. <laughs> See, so yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is, though, when you talk about people realizing the red flags, right? Mm-hmm. Red flags. Red flag. A child is not going to recognize a red flag. A young person is not going to recognize a red flag. Why? Because they have not been introduced to that trauma. Mm. Right. I don't know. So, I don't know. I might so, have to disagree, Chef. Chef. Oh no! You know, let, children, when children when I landed, you see what I'm saying. Very, when I very landed, intuitive. You see what I'm saying. Let me tell you, they are very intuitive, and they will back right. the fuck off first thing come out your mouth. I cannot. 
But here's I'm the thing, curious. though. Watch like this. Some kids know, you know, a, a, a cantankerous, mean person. They they back off. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the yeah. thing, and 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 I totally I agree with you. I, I yeah. told no, no, no. You're you're actually right. What I'm saying chronologically, what you're talking about goes further in, and I'll say it to you like this: If let's say you could have been a kid that had an alcoholic dad, so once you know he hits halfway past that six pack of Heineken, it's about to get rough, right? When you as you move further in life, and you see a dude, you're dealing with a dude that drinks. At some point, there's going to be certain red flags that's going to remind you of your personal trauma. But let's say your dad didn't drink. Let's say it was your best friend's dad and she talked about it or you saw it when you would visit her house. The red flags that, that, that you pick up, you have to, the, what a red flag is, is an indicator. It's what's called the key indicator, right? So, or, or a KPI was called the key performance indicator. They talk about that in corporations and companies for performance. So a key performance indicator is a red flag. So in order for you to be able to have, to, to recognize this, you have had to have recognized the, the, the symptoms or that particular problem before. That's why a woman who used to get her ass beat, she can kind of see and know when she's talking to a woman that got an ass beat, right. a woman that a woman that gave birth to a child and the child right. has passed through their birth canal. Y'all have the tendency to be able to tell when another sister is pregnant. Those are KPIs. Those are key performance mm -hmm. indicators. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if you have not been introduced to a particular trauma by virtue of the people around you and say you just were blessed enough that you never knew a woman who got a head lined up by some dude or got cheated or a dude stole a chick's money or a crackhead cousin who started getting on that thing and, and, and smoked up the TVs and everything else, there's going to be a lot of those signs that you don't pick up. That's why the trauma that we experience from ourselves and our periphery of love, our circle, those traumas actually make us stronger and wiser. So those key performance indicators, which are red flags, because there's positive ones, key performance indicators, right? And then there's the red flags, the ones that tell us to run or tell us there's a problem. We have to know about them. A doctor's not going to know about the symptoms of a cancer unless he's learned about that particular cancer and what to look for or treated somebody with it. So you are right in terms of those people um, being able to see something, Nikki. All I'm saying is that they had to get the learning somewhere. They can't teach trauma in school. You feel me? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Chicago, really. Hey, baby. My guy, really. Super chat. Um, uh, I'll be watching it on the TV, but I'm not doing one. <laughs> Are you doing <laughs> <Thanksgiving> tomorrow? <laughs> I will be watching because you know we got the little Thanksgiving parade down there, so I'll be watching on YouTube. <laughs> Thank you, Chicago, Rilla. Um, Chicago Villa said, um, my grandma has dreams about fish determining who's pregnant. Yes, that is one thing. We do have the fish dreams. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Sis, you had a fish dream? It's bullshit. No. <laughs> I cannot. Not at all. I, it, would, I, it wouldn't be me doing the dreaming, right? It would be my mother doing the dreaming for, you know what I mean? So, I, you know, nah. 
It might have been one time. She said, I was dreaming of fish. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's I like, mama, mama, you a pescatarian. <laughs> I mean, I think we, we make up a lot of shit, you know, to follow like tomorrow. So I'm just, I'm just here. <laughs> Thank God I'm here. My babies are here. Mm-hmm. I knew though. And I even took blood tests and um, all of that and t- still said that I was not pregnant. And I absolutely knew I was pregnant. And when I really found out, I was like three and a half months pregnant. So when I said I was pregnant, I was pregnant. <laughs> oh, I ain't know that. I was like almost five months. <laughs> you know, so. Blood test came back in. No, she's not pregnant. I said, okay. I'll show y'all in nine months. <laughs> As you know, not nothing changed. Everything, you know, everything was, you know, still had, you know, the monthly, all that was the same until like five, six months, and then all that stopped. So I ain't no child. Child, anyway. Um, players always have lines. Ladies, beware. Players always have lines. We already know that. You know, be careful. You know, they know what to say. Mm-hmm. We know that part. Um, if it feels too good to be true, it probably is. What do y'all think about that? Should we go with our gut feeling when we, you know, if it feels too good to be true, it probably is. Or could our mind be playing tricks on us? (laughs) I mean, I... (laughs) I, mean, you I know. can only talk about. I can only talk personally, you know, because no, no, I, I feel like that no, with mine. No, with mine, this is too good to be true. But look, twenty five years later, I guess it it was true. Yeah. So you know, he was that good. So mm-hmm. I don't, you know, and that comes into you know action. You can say all that you want, but right. your actions is going to show me who you are, and it is up to me to believe and move forward with that shit. So, see, you know, that's why I put that there because, you know, it goes back to what my dad said. Mm-hmm. On, you know, make sure those those uh those words are backed up by action. They got to coincide. I moved a little weird. I moved a little weird in terms of the way that, you know, because initially my mom's and dad, they separated when I was three and they divorced when I was five. Mm-hmm. And then, you know. My mom got uh, married a couple of years later. And then, you know, my stepdad, rest in peace, he passed away when I was in my teens, right? But they were going through a divorce as well. So one of the things that I did understand was separation. I understood loss. I understood that my mom was, you know, a mom with myself and her and my dad were divorced. Mm -hmm. And then I remember, you know, I had a second dad. I had two dads, right? And I loved my stepdad. And my little sister was born. And at some point when, you know, in high school, when they started splitting up, now she had a boy and a girl. But the thing is, I was glad that I had a mom that did not break down once the man with the bread was was gone. Mm-hmm. She, didn't, she didn't break down. And in terms of her not breaking down, it made me recognize. And I did it to my own detriment. I picked ladies that no matter what, even if one day they ended up hating me, because mm-hmm. I'm not perfect, even if one day they end up hating me, I knew they would be the best person for my children. Mm-hmm. So I thought about different foils. Some people say prenup. For me, you know, it was pre-vet. 
Mm. It was pre-vet. It's like, yes. yeah, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. But as yeah. long as, God forbid, if they take me out because, you know, this 50th birthday celebration was a big one for me because I had a lot of dreams about life. I didn't think I was going to live past 50 or live to be 50. You know, shout so out to you, sir. shout out to you. Happy belated no, birthday. I appreciate you. And we're glad to see you here looking healthy and, and sharing your wisdom with us. We really appreciate you. Thank I you. appreciate it. I appreciate the ears and real talk, you know. So I, I I was more purpose driven in terms of the kind of women that I would take. And I didn't focus on my emotional need for 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 um, attention mm -hmm. and all of that stuff, you know, so. I didn't do for me. I was doing to make sure that potentially my children would be okay, even within my absence. Mm -hmm. You know, and we do that sometimes in terms of the choices that we make. We but it's not always the people that we choose. It's who we are and, and, and what we feel that we need. Yeah. There's what we want and there's what we need. So. I was pulling based on what I thought that I needed and the want shit because forget the want. If you being a resourceful provider, protector and all of that stuff, I'll be all right. Mm -hmm. You know, give me my couple months, give me a little something to drink, watch my games, my Xbox, you know, my little man cave <laughs> joint, you right. know, my food to cook and I'll be okay. Mm -hmm. You know, so what in me doing that and making those choices, I did kind of steal things from myself. Mm -hmm. You know, so now when I look at who I'm with now, I looked past her all the time. Mm -hmm. I had looked past her all the time because she was always there. Right, right. Yeah. You know, and not even as a romantic, she was a friend. She originally started as my boss. Mm -hmm. You know, but then at that, some point, that I started. A lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that happens a lot. People just overlook, you know, the best person for them sometimes. Yeah. Okay, the last one, ladies. They'll say anything to shut you up. I'm a man, damn it. Okay. Just for the ladies. Sorry, Jeff. Man, They'll say anything to shut you up. Mm -hmm. This is why it's so easy to shut you up by telling you what you want to hear. And sometimes men and women, you know, sometimes they do that. Yeah. Just to, you know, um, let, let, let Marcus up, um, sis, um, to get what you get, get what they want from you and all that kind of good stuff. Hey, Marcus. Hey, Marcus. Hey, how are you, ladies? What's up, chef? Hey, Manu. Uh, okay, so, hey, hey, happy birthday, bro! Happy belated birthday, man! By the way, appreciate you. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm glad you got. We have two men on here because this is going to be good. So his actions is speaking to you. Mm -hmm. So the first one is he stays close to you physically, and for example, guys, do you agree that if a man is really into you? Um, he likes to like hug you, touch you in some type of way, um, some type of physical touch, like some type of physical contact, even if it's like innocent, you know, sending like a, a nonverbal message, you know, that, you know, he's paying attention to you. He, you know, he's into you. Is that a, is that a real thing? 
Oh, that's you. You want to take the markets? I've been running my mouth. My bad. I'm talking to the men. Is that one of the, one of the ways that a man is showing that he's really into you? Well, I don't know how the men show that they're into me. You know what I'm saying? Yo, yo. I'm unaware. <laughs> I'm unaware. I did not know these ways. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, I, I'll say this in terms of it depends on the woman. There's two things. Mm -hmm. There's one woman that likes to cuddle and snuggle. You know, and they talk about the love languages and stuff. There's some people that like that that connectivity. Yeah. You know, that that skin bond bonding. They do it at the hospital. You know what I mean? Where they make sure that the baby connects and touches on the mom's bosom and, and is laying there because it builds that connection. And and that's necessary for some women, especially ones that may have had issues where intimacy is something that they needed, physical intimacy. Mm -hmm. But then there's some women that they'd be like, I don't need him all up under me. <laughs> <laughs> right. So one minute is needing that bond. The other one is up under you. Hey, and because, because we as men, mm -hmm. we learn that there's so many different type of women out there. We don't know which one we have until we've reached a certain point. But the woman, she's taught wise by mama and aunties to hold who they are until a certain point. So we really don't know until we've reached that true understood point of intimacy with you to know what it is that you need mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, to know what we willing to give. But for the most part, we're just faking it. We bouncing from one shoe to the left shoe, you know, because we don't really know what it is. And, Sometimes the, when y'all hide stuff or fake it, it manifests itself differently. We mm -hmm. just in, in different emotional ways, mm -hmm. because a lot of times if you lie to us, that means a lot of times you either ashamed of something or you may respect, respect us so much that you want us to see you in a certain way. So that yeah. creates pressure. Mm -hmm. so, okay. so a lot of times we don't know. It all depends on who she is because she might have been Raised up up around a whole bunch of brothers. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? One chick may want to play with your feet. The one chick may want to play with your feet. The one that was raised with all the brothers, the stanky feet right. brothers, they may want you to keep your socks on in bed. Right, right. You know, it it all depends on on their nature and nurture thing. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's different, right? <laughs> wow. Okay, Marcus. What do you okay. think? Yeah, uh, I like what Chef said because it's true. Because like we could um, what's the whole word that they say vetting? When you get to ask a woman's number, then you find out who she is. You find out if she's interest, interested. You may you may knock down those walls that she may or may not have. She may be an open book, or she may be you know waiting for you to see if you can crack the, the Da Vinci code. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes <laughs> if, she got, if she can't, yes. if she got no walls, you better run though. That's yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> or you know, get some uh, saran wrap or duct tape. You know, you don't know. Uh, um, yeah, and uh, so my thing is, is like, like the woman I'm with right now, she she had a defense up, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, I love her. I love her for it. I understand certain um, things she went through before in the past relationship, and I, I couldn't blame her for that. I had to understand, like, 
you know, there's a reason why people, when they go through things, they, you know, they, they take it easy. They take it slow. So, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you find out if you really do care about that person, you want to take the time to get build something and to have any intentions. You know, I could have been a guy just wanting to just, you know, Hey, I liked what I saw and I just wanted to smash, but which was overall, I was physically attracted to her. But then as I got to know her and I, I saw the action she was trying to put towards, you know, getting to know me and be with me, just to use me as an example, that made me fall more for her with her. So, um, but you know, like that's just maybe one example I could use for myself. I think uh, also what Chef was saying is interesting because when it comes to the, to the opposite gender, when us men are going, they try to use the word like, oh, it's like her love language, right? Like, uh, the way she like you know she's physically touchy or you know what don't get too close to me like i'm not like that like or words you know it's either they can make her feel good or they can make her cringe but uh for the most part we, we all know women love words and especially not just the words but the actions after so yeah um that's, that's all i gotta say though so the next one is he really listens to you so and the way men show that they're into you or love you is they listen to you intently and do his best to absorb all the details that he can. This is one of the ways he shows that he value, values you. Is that true, guys? Uh, can you repeat that again, Ruth? Um, If a man is really into you, he listens to you. He tries to listen intensely and do his best to absorb all the details that he can. This is one of the ways he shows you that he values you. By being a good listener. Yeah, it, it, that's true. If, if, if those are his intentions, then yeah. If not, he could also just be sometimes faking it till he makes it. If you know what I mean. I cannot. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm, I'm being real. It's, it's, one uh -huh. it's one of two things. That's the corner that I was bending. You no, know what right. I'm saying? It's Dude, a coin toss, right, Chef? It's a coin toss. Listen. You know, the person that listens to you mm -hmm. intently and listens to you. Mm -hmm. can love you mm -hmm. but there's another motherfucker that will listen to you even more intently than mm -hmm. the guy that loves you and that's the con man the hustler what they're gonna yeah. do is, is recognize this and that they're gonna recognize facial pantomimes they're gonna recognize the emotion, you know, just like those hustlers, the common or the um, magician dudes that they'll they'll be able to figure out a date. You think of something in your head. There's certain signs that our bodies give off. There's certain signs that we give off when we speak about certain things. That's why we sit on the couch in a relaxed state and speak to a psychologist because they're taught not to listen to the words we're saying, but understanding where it's coming from and what the real meaning on the inside is. Con men, that's what they do. They gain confidence. But that confidence is gained in listening, reminiscing, understanding, learning. You get what I'm saying? In order for somebody to hack your system, they have to get your information somehow. Mm -hmm. That's why the scammers, the, uh, the phone scammers, they call them social engineers. This is It's a science to that shit. So con men will do anything. They can create a whole identity behind you, but they have to understand your life. And the dudes, the homosexual guys, you know, they're going to pay attention to certain things. They're going to recognize the things that you may need. You know, it, 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 
it's recognizing and paying attention. If you happen to work with a chick, she got, you heard that she got three kids, you know, and uh, this and that, and the two baby daddies, and the baby daddy of the two is in jail, and something as simple as you remembering what she was saying, that she had to get some uh, shoes for her kid because her, her kid's feet was growing, and you overheard her talking to her homegirl, and then you go, and you come through, and you bring bring her three pairs of Jordans for the kids. Right. That's part of the confidence game. Oh my God, he remembered. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh my God, he listens. Yeah, he's paying attention. He knows. Right. Oh my God, he knows my zodiac sign. Oh my God. Right. The person that listens can also be the person that's 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 finna get you, and they just want right. to get you good. You know, so it always works both ways in that situation. Chicago really says when he had stuff away and pulled back where he left off, did he hear that our elder, elders having dreams, visions, and premonitions and communing with the ancestors is BS we make up? Would that mean voodoo and Santeria is BS too? No. Oh, he's on, okay. He's on, he probably on the rewind. He probably, yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't say it was BS. I, who said it was BS? Oh no 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 no! I'm uh, Nikki. What it was is that she didn't. Uh, it was the fish thing. Oh, the the fish it dream. I, yeah, the yeah. fish dreams. You yeah, know, the yeah. fish dreams. I do believe. Dreams. I do believe that there's. I'm certain, sure we all have some. Yeah, there's certain. There's yeah. going to be certain natural. There's certain resonance within nature that we may not realize is connected to certain things because we are physiological beings. We create electricity. Yeah. You know. We we're conductors, all of these things, you know, it takes a, it takes electricity to start a heart. It takes electricity to stop a heart, to freeze muscle, all of these things. So the way we interact with the environment, you know, rub your feet on some carpet and touch another person, right? right. Yeah. We interact with the environment in certain ways. So I do believe some of the wives, the old wives tales, they are impacted. Some of them are true. Yeah. The reasoning that they use may not be the one, you know, it may not be the right scientifical, you know, scientific point to make or theory, mm -hmm. but there is a connection, you know, oh man, I could tell when it's going to rain because, you know, my uh, pinky toes start hurting and shit. <laughs> you know, we already know that people's mentality is affected by the tides, you right. know, and, and, and lunar positions and the moon and all of that. Mercury, you sure it wasn't tarot cards? You sure it wasn't tarot cards and crystals? So I do believe, I mean, when they talk about witchcraft, I don't believe in witchcraft. I'm a child of God. However, however, what they are dealing with is not even uh, what they call the devil. It's dealing with nature. They worship nature. So, so I do, I do believe, I do believe the power of certain things exist. You know, and then I do believe that there are some some things that are just uh, what you call it. Uh, I forgot my words. But anyway, there's going to be certain things that are just things that people will believe because they heard it. The wives tales. Yeah. You know? That part. Yeah. Let me, open. Let me elaborate. Chicago. Real, I absolutely believe in um, the ancestors. Um, it was just that specific dreaming of fish and meaning that you're pregnant. That was the only only thing but i absolutely believe in that i probably wouldn't have met my husband um if not for the ancestors they lured me to him <laughs> so i appreciate that um and i think that's where we are we have we are now we are so disconnected 
from each other and the universe, like the movie Avatar keeps saying that, you know, that we all are trying to figure each other out and we already know each other. And it's a right. shame that we are so disconnected that we can't connect back. And it's going to take maybe two or three generations before we get to a better place. But this is a starting point, you know, us just having the, the conversation. But I absolutely believe in the ancestors. Um, it's something that I, I share with my children all the time. It probably would have been something that may have scared my husband away if I would have been as um, um, verbal about it in my own personal experiences with the spiritual world. It may have scared him away, but um, he's very aware now, so I'm grateful. <laughs> I can see you draw the fine line between intuition, uh, predestination, and superstition. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, guys, so the next one, he stays in touch with you because two people who generally enjoy each other's company don't need a reason to talk to each other. If he texts or calls you just to say hello or how's your day going, good morning, good night, it's a clear sign that he thinks about you often and wants you to know. Two people who genuinely... Oh, yeah, I read it. So, is that true? Um. It, so if he keeps in touch with you and stuff like that and he is, stays in contact with you, is that what you're saying? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, it's just like I said before, it's just, it, you know, it, it, at the end of the day, it's only going to depend on the intentions behind it. So mm -hmm. if, if he really wants but, to. Grand, grand rising, beautiful. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, you know, I just I, I saw the moon and the sun, and and I, I felt right, the right, right. stream of doves, and I just wanted to, you know, drop you off a Hallmark card, you know, like I just I wanted to be with you, but, um, you know, it's like I said, it's it's, it's either he really wants to uh, talk with you, get to know you, hang out with you, and stuff, and and not just send you the the once a day text, uh, you know, unless you're that busy or something, you can't respond back, and or the uh, maybe the conversations are too short and dry, um. You know, you know, because you could tell when you want to have a conversation with somebody, they're going to be more lengthy or interesting conversations, but it has to be reciprocated. So, um, you know, that's, that's just all I got to say on that so far for now. Okay. So the next one is he compromises. No great relationship has was ever built on the foundation of what's in it for me. A man who's just playing the field will have no reason to sacrifice his own self-interest for somebody unless he feels something deeper for them. When we begin to develop love for someone, we want to see them happy, even if that means putting our own self-interest aside for their sake. Is that true, guys? Absolutely. friggin lutely <laughs> yeah, Pretty much. Yeah. Absolutely. There's no... But it's totally unequivocal. It's absolutely. I believe that l compromise, love is one of the predetermining factors of compromise. Many times we may stand on our stand on our square, stand ten toes down in a particular issue. But now, when we're listening to that person that we love that love, that connection, that understanding. And if you look up to the thought process or you appreciate the way that they express and speak, then what happens is they may, you may end up compromising. Mm -hmm. Men, even unemotional men, 
men that are considered alpha and leaders, right? Or what's the that term that uh, Anton used to say? Uh, that benevolent dictators, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Even the real dictators, like in Haiti and and in the third world, they still did good shit for the people. You understand? There were certain aspects that were considered compromise in order to bring about a certain feeling of comfort for the other person. Because we don't compromise for something that we want. If I want a, 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 a what you call it, a big ass uh, tomahawk ribeye, 40 ounce, me going and sitting down is not compromising. To eat it, that's not compromising. I got what I want. You know what I'm saying? But if I wanted that, that tomahawk ribeye, but my lady wanted to go to the sushi spot. But I really want that damn ribeye. But I'm like, shit, she ain't sushi in a minute. And, you know, I'm because I was working and, and doing the streams. I missed the last two date nights and shit. You know what I'm saying? And let me let her have it, yo. You know what I'm saying? And I just get some teriyaki steak on the side with my sushi. You know? It's compromise. But you got to want to do it. And that person has to be important enough or vital to you enough to compromise. Our companies that we work for compromise because we are vital employees and there's going to be certain things they acquiesce on. That's why you can ask your boss for a raise. Compromise. But it's always there to bring comfort to the other person. It ain't because you want it. That makes sense. <clears throat> it does. It does a lot, actually. Anybody else? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think Chef hit on the head, too, because, like, that, that's what people that I've asked advice for, the ones that talk to me that were in long-term relationships or marriages, like, they say, you know, because he was using that example, Chef was, it requires a lot of sacrifice, like, a lot of... Um, because I like how y'all just ask this question in scenarios. Because I think in the previous streams, the days before this week, people were talking about like happiness. Like, is happiness worth enough for you to either stay married or get divorced? Mm -hmm, but, mm -hmm. but I've always said, like, it, whether you're in a serious relationship, marriage or not, happiness is kind of it's just like a feeling. It's like it's like a volume set on your TV. It goes up and down. Just like you're gonna be angry at times, you're gonna be sad at times, you're gonna laugh at times, you're gonna be happy at times, and it's gonna go up and down like a volume knob. So you can't just determine that off as a as a basic metric feeling for wanting to stay or, or you know I mean for getting divorced. Um, so that's why I think people need to work it out more and simplify it, stay together and rationalize it. Hindsight twenty twenty because the domino effect can really affect you in the long run. So um, you know that's that's why I like what y'all said right now. So I think it's important, you know. So yeah, pretty much. Okay. So the next one is, he asks for your advice. If a man asks you for your advice on a decision he's trying to make or a situation that he's in, it means he values your opinion enough to take you seriously and actually use it as a guiding light in his own life. If a man values your thoughts, it means he values you. Gentlemen, is that true? Yeah, I believe it is. Yes, yes it is. Yes, it is. Yes, I'm it just is. hitting it on the head. Yeah, you heard these last few. <laughs> these last few, you know what I mean? It was, you know, some of the ones earlier was, you know, they could be here or there. These last few, absolutely. 
take it old school. Let's take it back to to, okay. to grandpops. Let's take it back to grandpops, <laughs> where he would come and bring it at home. He putting it all of that work sixty hours a week, and then he would go and put the check in and grandmama and big mama's hands. Right. Right. <laughs> big mama, big mama was good in school, you know, and he's a hard worker. You know, but she 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 handles the budget. She buys the food. She knows how much the ham hocks cost. She got to deal with the guy with the groceries. She always get this. And he give a little extra to that. Recognizing the power of the people that are on your team. Recognizing inherent skill sets. Mm, you know, like being put it like this. I can't be with no woman whose opinion I don't want. Mm. Because value, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Value, you know, I have to, it doesn't, per the person doesn't have to be as intellectually or, 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 or studying or knowledge as me in certain things. You right. know what I'm saying? But there's going to be things that she's brilliant in. But it's me understanding the value. And that's the beauty of the whole yin and yang of the relationship, you know, you had, uh, there was these two people. There was uh, James Carville, Mary Madeline, right? And these people, they were on two separate sides of the political fence. But they messed around, <laughs> right? One was Republican, one Democrat, you know? And they didn't even, even did shows together. The thing is, the value, you can have different agreements, even political, politically, but the value you wanting somebody to be in your life in your circle in your home it's 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 almost synonymous the feeling and the movement is almost synonymous with addiction you yeah. took a little hit you took a little hit that was the kiss and the conversations you know what i'm saying then they took a bigger hit and then at some point you sprung right and you want them in your circle you know so at that point it, it it it's a need they become medicine mm -hmm. they become medicine you know i give one example um my co-host andrea lynch right mm -hmm. do you know after her and her husband divorced right, for a whole year mm -hmm. he was paying her to iron his clothes okay <laughs> okay <laughs> she was like she was like you know chef, chef i used to iron his shirts good chef you know, he's dying the shirt's good, chef. Right? <laughs> so, but the thing is, value. Mm -hmm. You know? She was with the kids. There right. was something that she brought to the table. Mm -hmm. If there's no value within what you find with this person, and it's just that you want them to be like that Patek, or that, that AP, or that Rolex watch, where they're just something that you wear, at some point, that thing ain't like the watch and the other things. Those watches gain value. Mm. But if you have no value to begin with, or that person brings no value to your life except something to show off to other people, that could potentially be the demise of your situation. So value is required. I have to feel like I need her. Mm. Mm. I like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Listen up, ladies. <laughs> all right he always makes you feel safe men are naturally protective a man who loves and cares for you will make you feel safe 
He will never make you question whether or not you'll be, he'll be there for you in time of need. A man who loves you will make you feel it isn't his, that you're not in his own way, in his way, sorry. When he really cares, he knows he wants you to know it. Is this true, guys? Yeah, that's true for the most part. Because I think the, the woman, uh, depending on the type of woman the man is with too, mm-hmm. he'll feel more confident and he'll feel more, um, I guess, more established in a certain way and more uh, like he'll be able to fit into his dominating role more, especially if the woman is more of an easier, peaceful mindset. Uh, the thing is, um, not every guy is going to be the, um, what's the whole uh, YouTube talking points? Six foot, six pack abs. Not every guy that's a defender is going right, to have the genetic right. specimen, you know. But, yeah. uh, uh, you know, the guys will, they'll, they'll do their part. They're, they're willing to risk it, you know. They're willing to risk it for the woman that shows and reciprocates back the love and respect. Because the last point before that, you said, with uh, the man asks for her advice is because that man trusts, they have communication, and he has respect for her. That's why he's willing to ask her for advice um, and listen to her. So, you know, that's why um, when it comes down to what you just said right now, being the the man will protect the woman like that, and it's good things like that, you know? Yep, 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 yep. The same way we test each other Uh as men. When we younger, we we wrestle and we fight and we try to see who's got the best hands in the crew and and blah blah <laughs> blah. You know, rough house. There's this game right. we just play in the <laughs> elevators called corners, where you know what I mean. Whoever's not in the in the corner gets punched. There might be five of us, so everybody's fighting to get to the corners. Don't rough forget house. about body shots. Don't forget about body, body shots. <laughs> you already know, okay? So rough housing. Those are ways that we would test our metal or our dominance as men, the wolves within the pack, to determine the alpha and the sigma, right? Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of the relationships, the woman, she's the queen, right? There's a term called letting your guard down. That comes from when royalty would leave from the kingdom, from the walls of the kingdom, they would have to travel with their royal, what, the royal guard, right? And that royal guard would protect provide a level of protection and safety over that queen or that royalty. But once they were within a place of safety, they would let down the guard. Safety. If that woman does not feel safe, Mm -hmm. I don't believe that she can truly, fully uh, bask within what they call her femininity. within her femininity because at this point she's not going to be the precious princess or the precious queen she's gonna have to be motherfucking joan of arc who was a warrior (laughs) right okay Mm -hmm. but that's what you want you know the um that's that's what you want you know if god forbid she's the one and then they take you out she's the soldier right but the thing is you want her to be able to have that, but you don't want her to be that. That's just to break glass in case, if, if necessary. Right. But that that protection, she has to feel safe. She has to know that at some point you'll be a lion when it's necessary. Now, now nerdy little four-foot 
nerdy guys, they can provide that protection too to their lady and she will feel just as safe. The only yeah. difference is he might work in technical engineering and make about six, seven hundred thousand dollars a year. So he's going to go and have her live in an area that may be far from every Negro and every crime within the, you know, 50 mile radius, right? And go to certain exclusive places where they don't have to deal with what they call the riffraff. So different types of people provide different types of protection. It's always not physical, physically ag aggressive because there's actually more people in the world that would live and die that have never had a fist fight than the ones that have, yeah. believe it or not. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. But now, here's the last kicker. I feel like I'm running my mouth. And I, just, I guess because I, I ain't been live for a minute. Know what I mean, oh, you took it. Emil said, Yo, come Too busy partying in Vegas, chef. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but here's the other part when I talked about the rough housing. Mm -hmm. Y'all do it to us in certain ways as well. You guys, you ladies, you test us. There's certain yeah. things that you guys do to test us to see how far how weak we are, how far we're willing to go, you know? And I learned it from a girl that I had dealt with, a, you know, a while back, right? And it was like, she was being unreasonable. And at one point, I had like a couple of shots and it started kicking in and I was like, you know, this sounds like some bullshit, man. I mean, and then I stopped. <laughs> and then I stopped, right? She stopped talking and I was like, Yo, I apologize. I apologize, man. She's like, no, 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 no. That's how you feel. Sometimes, you know, I'm unreasonable. Sometimes you have to put me in my place. You know, I was I like about that. to say that. She wants you to put hey, me in place. Yeah. <laughs> man, listen. I would like you. Shout out to Toxic Masculinity, baby. Let's go. Okay, right. right, right. <laughs> and and Hennessy Black. I thought Chef was going to say Jonah Ark is going to be fighting the patriarch. I was about to dip out and press the red X right now. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> but yeah, y'all test us too. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I would, I, yeah. No comment. Okay, anyway. Uh, <laughs> all right, ladies, we're about to put you on some game, okay? Signs he's just not into you, okay? Write this down. And I have two men on here that's going to co-sign or they're going to disagree. Um, excuse Caleb in the background. He's celebrating. Uh, <laughs> when in a relationship, you're supposed to enjoy each other's presence and time. It's always suspicious if they put zero interest in you. Here are some signs he is not into you, child. Okay. He go, he's going for long stretches without contacting you. What is the limit, guys, of, of not contacting your woman? Is it hours, days, or weeks? Well, what's your limit? What you think is reasonable? I believe in situational dynamics, which means that, you know. If he's in the military in Afghanistan, obviously, you know, he's on a deployment. Obviously, he's not going to be able to speak to you that much. He may be working on an oil rig, you know. He may be a doctor that's on, on call working a double. He may work in the trauma unit, you know. He may, he may work 
in a call center, for instance, there's going to be different dynamics based on, I think, the job that they do. Yeah. You know, a truck driver, you probably be able to talk to that dude all day. All day long, right, right. 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 Mm -hmm. You know, so I think that we as people have to not just think about what we're used to in our relationships, but understand the situational dynamics of that person's life especially if there's something that we remember this word value in them mm -hmm. that's going to make it worth us compromising what we're used to with what their life is about so taking away like they want oil rigs on there and i hear a lot of the ladies you know in these little groups and stuff, you know, like, oh, if, if I don't hear from him, if I text him, he'll text back within a couple of hours, blah, yeah, you know, they all bent out of shape and stuff. However, I feel, and um, if if he's not in, a, in working a job where he, as he does not have, you know, the means to contact you, send a text message, send a smoke signal, and he goes days and weeks without contacting you, that's a red flag. Oh, that's yeah. That's that's a whole nother, uh two families across town. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other life. He basically got you. He basically has you as a third stringer. He said weeks. Yeah. Third string, right. maybe like like a depth chart, you know, on a team. So right. And that plays into the next one is he's only interested when wanting or needing something from you. Meaning he only contacts you or wants to, you know, be, you know, be around you or be with you when he needs something from you. Um, I mean, but can't you say that about just human nature in general, though? Uh -huh. <laughs> love languages. I remember love languages, <laughs> yeah. receiving right. gifts. Hey, hey, the swipe card. Gifts. Give me a, right. I, I, want, I want a high value man with six figures to, to feed my love language <laughs> of the cash app. Yeah. And, uh, well, if well, if he hasn't talked to you in a week and then he contacts you and says, you know, what's up? <laughs> I like that. At what's one up? in the morning. At one in the morning, right? Well, how, hey. what's, what's, uh, what Kevin said would say, hey, big head? Or like, hey, okay, head, head, right. <laughs> and, hey, the best thing is the, 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 the most common thing I hear, when, especially when I was single back then, uh, hey, yo, what are you doing right now? What are you doing right now? Right, right, right. Sometimes the audio clip, they said they sent it in a voice clip. I was like, oh shit, you know what that means. <laughs> they only hang out when you're needed. So for example, um, it's like a couple's type of situation where they have a dinner party you have to go to and they have to bring, you know. For appearance. Yeah, yeah, for appearances only. Mm. And this is the only time he calls you. Child. Okay. <laughs> I mean, hey, free, but free dinner though, right? And free ride. You know what, Marcus? I'm putting you down. I'm just saying, free dinner, <laughs> free ride. Now, I mean, this there one, was. Go ahead, go ahead, Sean. Uh, so there was, you know, back in the day, you know, before I, uh, you know, put the saddle up. And <laughs> <laughs> it was, you know, there was there was a couple of there was a couple of um, you know homegirls that we weren't in deep relationships, but. You know, when it was time for an event, if I was going to the Grammys, you know what I mean? Or the Met Gala or something, I would, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they would be the one. They were models. They was, it was that kind of thing. 
you know, but in terms of building, I think we're talking about grown folks relationship. So at some point, if I was treating somebody that I would consider my girlfriend or they would consider me their boyfriend or their man or whatever, right? My lady, let's say lady now, then yeah, it would, the dynamic would have to change. At some point I would have to think and say, okay, what's what? It can't be the other way. Right. You know, and I had to learn that because the lady that I'm with, my fiance, that's, mm -hmm. she was actually my friend. I ain't even like her ass like that. I cannot. I, I wasn't even that <laughs> oh, type. Yo. I cannot. Jeez. Real talk, yo. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So it is it, but the dynamic, she was able to see me from, from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. It did not start as a romantic perspective, you know? So so once it did get to the romantic perspective, there was some bumps in the road because I couldn't get away with the treating her like my homegirl shit anymore. Right, right. There was certain shit. And I was like, whoa, what's wrong with you? Nothing. What the hell is going on? Nothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? And then it was like... That part. Mm -hmm, go ahead. Yeah. It's some, you know, there's, 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 there's a yin and yang, yang of life. You ain't going to understand sweet if you've never had salty or sour, right? Mm -hmm. So it's about balance. So the thing is, we had those bumps in the road because now I couldn't talk about, you know, chicks. And I could talk about chicks, but mm -hmm. under some of the in-depth feelings about chicks, like I used to be able to, because now emotionally, it's almost as though I'm comparing her. She was like, oh, you keep saying she was just so sweet and nice. Oh, so I'm not sweet and nice. I'm like, nah, yo, why are you tripping? Why are you acting weird? Mm -hmm. But she's not acting weird. The relationship was evolving. Mm. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Mm -hmm. yeah. So the next one is their future doesn't involve you. If he's not making plans with you, talking about the future, even if it's like, you know, within a year, it doesn't even have to be conversations about five five years from now, whatever, but just the um immediate future doesn't involve you. He's really not into you. You guys agree? Oh, definitely. Yeah. His, beha his behaviors differ in private and in public. He's all lovey-dovey with you, holding hands and all that kind of stuff, being nice to you, however you, you guys interact in private. But when you're out in public, it's like, what's up? <laughs> it's not it's not hey baby it's like what's up how you doing <laughs> child he's not into you that depends that depends that depends I wish you know I did tell me what's up let me tell you something I I've seen, him in <laughs> listen one of one of my homies who shall not be named okay really? he strikes fear and has struck in fear in the hearts of many men in Brooklyn, right? Mm -hmm. He, even the way he would talk to chicks on the street, but when he was laying up one day, went to the crib, he wasn't coming down, I went to the crib. This dude was like a snuggly little cat, all up under the chick, like, and yeah. I'm sitting there, she playing with his hair, and I'm sitting here like, 
this is it feel this this is really weird yo this guy's a menace and i'm watching him like like little garfield the cat you know what i mean and just almost i'm like i even made the joke i was like damn nigga you purring over there <laughs> but i'm saying that's something different like but what i'm saying is if he's affectionate and and showing you off at, as you know when you're in private and he treats you like you just one of the one of the homeboys or whatever, or somebody that's not intimate with him, or he has any feelings for you, he's treating you like that in public. That's a red flag. It depends on if it's a man, if he's doing it in front of men or women. How about that? If he's but doing he it, gotta do it, it in front of men too. Like, is it, wait, 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 you know, is it different? I'm gonna tell you why. I'm it's a difference because you don't want to. You don't want to look lip whipped. Sorry, you don't want to look whipped. I say that. I'm gonna tell you why I say that mm -hmm. because. Like and I said, he don't want no other man to look to to not know that I'm his. You get what I'm saying? So well, he's not he's not that. going he's not going to treat me like I'm just one of the homegirls in 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 the street in front of his boys because he's going to want he's going to want them to know that I belong to him. You get what I'm saying? I mean, I, I get you. You seen boys to men. You remember Trey? Even though, even though Trey Styles was really into a uh, Neilon character, right? right he right. tried, to, you know, he tried to keep his chin up and act. You know, if we around our boys and they know I'm kicking it with this particular girl, mm -hmm. the way that our boys do, because we still the wolf pack, you know, they gonna rib you. They're like, oh, nigga, you simping, you whooped, you this, that, and the other. So we may just hold it off, like, hey, what's up, Jenny? When deep down, our heart is melting. In front of these motherfuckers, no, no. right, if, right. If but I, then, if I'm your woman, no. I got the ring on my finger. You uh, ain't treating me like no what's up, Jenny. What? Okay, that's 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 different. That's different. We're not, we're not talking somebody you just you know, um, friends <laughs> benefits and stuff with. I'm talking about somebody you are really in love with, and you're in a relationship, or or you're getting married or married. You're not going to do that. I, let me tell you something. You better not, cause child. Now around women, though, <laughs> around women now, it's if if he start if he start acting a little weird when he's around other women. That's another sign kind of too. You up. Yeah, that's exactly. that's, a, that's a different that's a different dynamic mm -hmm. right there. Good point. Good point. You know. Yeah. Good point. <clears throat> you can see you can really tell how he feels around about you. When he's around other women, yeah. But but the mm -hmm. best way where you get, I'll say, the positive or the negative, mm -hmm. the way that he behaves around you when he takes you to his family. I'm gonna get to that chef. Wait, because he's allowing you into yeah. the vault because uh -huh. you always know a nigga act differently and mm -hmm. and emotionally around his mama and his daddy. You 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 can just see them communicate. You had yeah, to be. yo. The you family, yo. <laughs> you had to be shot. <laughs> oh, my bad, yo. But yeah, it, it's, it's yeah, real because that's the cheat code. You unlock mm -hmm. the cheat code mm -hmm. because you got the DNA. If you got both parents, you have the two DNA keys that unlock that vault into everything, their nature and nurture. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And, and the way that he behaves and treats you, how he hoists you up, them it shows you the value you bring to him mm -hmm. the fact that he will even have you there mm -hmm. it's almost like he's introducing it's almost like, like a transplant he's introducing a new um organ into right. his 
emotional body. Exactly. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, I got you. You're yeah, you <laughs> uh, The next one is um, he's inconsistent um, with his responses to messages or in just talking to you. Um, he ignores your messages or he's very short when he's conversating with you. Like every, every forgive me, Father, for talking, I have sinned. Yeah, when you're to him, it's like, yeah, okay. I'm not gonna lie, uh, Red. I was kind of <laughs> guilty of that before when I was single. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> every now and then I would do it, but for the most part, I'd be shit up front. Uh, and it was funny because what you guys said earlier about when you know a guy gets his confidence, especially when he starts dealing with women. I think Chef said it right. You said it before. Mm-hmm. When a, when a guy deals with more women, the more he gets, the more his confidence grows. Mm-hmm. And I remember from 18 years old when I lost my, my V card to a woman like twice my age. Oh, yeah, I felt like Superman. I felt like, yeah, I was the, I was the shit. So, so I didn't care. And, I, man, before you knew it, I was, I was shooting up the club. Uh, I'm, I'm praying I don't have a kid out there, you know, knock on wood. You know, but, uh, man, some of those responses, I would just be like, you busy right now? She's like, yeah. Man, I'll call you later then. Or I'd be like, what are you doing? And she texts me, and I'd be like, Marcus. "Oh, you want to hang out? You want to come over through?" He's like, "Man, whatever. I'm going. I'll roll through." She so. Mar- but Marcus it, it, don't it, even yeah. know. Marcus, look, Marcus don't even know. He probably got like a nine year old somewhere trolling somebody. <laughs> like look, 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 trolling somebody in Disney's chat. In Disney chat, trolling somebody. Hey, right. hey they got an Xbox Live account. Right. Are you my father? Are you my daddy? <laughs> All right, guys. The next one, he doesn't make time for you. That's a huge red flag. Oh, then that's that's money. That's better mm-hmm. than money. Mm-hmm. That's the one commodity you can't get back. You can't. Cryostasis ain't working. They ain't really gonna be able to treat us right. That winter soldier, uh, Captain America shit is Marvel. So at this point, we can't get that time back. Right, right. And that's important. That's the ultimate value that you show it. Time mm-hmm. is necessary. Time is important. You now, know. Here's, here's a good one, Chef. He avoids contact during major holidays. <laughs> I was like, "Damn!" You remember? You remember that whole thing they had? It's like a whole big thing on social media, like the women that get like after Valentine's Day call and gifts, not on Valentine's Day, but after Valentine's Day. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You might be, yeah, you. You you know you the second stringer. Yeah, you know, yeah. If y'all do something on the fifteenth of February, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, that, hey, some, hey, somebody got to pay K jeweler, hey? Somebody got to. Uh, and Jared and them, but right. <laughs> it depends okay, on yeah. if there was if a holiday was attached to some sort of trauma, you know, like. Yeah. yeah, some folks, oh, yeah. you know, Mother's Day, you know, mm-hmm. their mom passed away, and yeah. you know, on that day, or there's some trauma related to a holiday. Mm-hmm. I could definitely understand somebody just being out of commission. Yeah, you know, but outside of that, every yeah. holiday, they 
Nah, that, that's you don't hear from until like the day after or two days later. That's a problem. Now here, right. here's a big one, guys. He doesn't acknowledge you, like, acknowledge the relationship on social media. That is a big issue with a lot of women. Well, that's complicated. Mm-hmm. See what I did there? You see what I yeah, did there? I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. I, I'm, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> That's a big thing for a lot of women. It doesn't it's, on social media. It, it 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 is, but I think that it's based on your level of social media engagement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now you, you know what I mean. You're on like every media platform. You right. know what I'm saying. I seen your link on some uh, Cottonelle toilet tissue the other day, right? <laughs> you the shit. See what I did there too. But anyway. What? <laughs> yeah, I can't test a little picture. You catch it on the rewind. <laughs> right. But yo, it it's you know, it, it all depends, man. Mm-hmm. It all depends. Like, you know, for me, I don't care. I really don't. It it never it never bothered me like why. Oh, why you have you? Especially, you know, like, you know, King he, he he's not a social media person, so I don't even like, you know. It doesn't bother me, but a lot of women are like, you know, oh, you don't post me, you don't post me, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, they really have a fit about that. That's a fact. I mean, and I've I've seen relationships literally end because men don't, you know, because I know know, a lot of of men not into social media like women are, where they post everything they do, say who they with, where they going. Even you like know. some women even post like when they in the middle of giving birth. I mean, <laughs> they, uh, they uh, yo, yo. and you know, they, they're, they're, they're significant others and they're really not into it. And so you can't get mad at him because he's not like, you know, posting there five minutes like you. You know, it's funny though, Red, is like the, when you were saying that, I think of the, you know, remember on Facebook, you can put your relationship status. It's yeah. complicated in a relationship trying to work yeah. things out. I was like, is that, is that's that, just is like, that an option for real? Trying uh-huh. to work things out? Something like that. They can put that as a status or a feeling or something uh, like that. I cannot. <laughs> so, that, so that for me, I'm just like, that's just, you you leaving it out there too much for a lot of other vultures to come through and maybe yeah. poach, you know, and come through. So, how uh, about putting no status at all and just leave it be? How about taking your Facebook <laughs> you know, down I, when you're in a relationship? Like you know, I agree. I, I think that because. Literally, you guys would probably would have never known until I, until I brought him out. Because he'd been mm-hmm. on the platform many times. That I've gotten, we never said anything until, you know, until Chef was like, Lieutenant Day. <laughs> yo, yo. Sorry, man. That's, I hit you with the dry snitch. I but, apologize. Yeah, for the yeah. But snitch. other than that, it was, and, and that's the way we, we like it, you know. I don't like everybody in my business. That's just you know, but it a lot of women just, just feel like if you don't acknowledge me everywhere, every kind of way, I for me, I don't know what you guys think. I think that's kind of like some type of insecurity, or maybe there's some type of distrust there when um, women are overly, you know, wanting to be acknowledged on on certain platforms and stuff like that. I think I think it's like a combination of it, though. It's like a combination of like. Not trusting maybe validation from their group, their peers, having yeah. that safety net of their of their you know, uh, women friends there, you know, and then and then you have other people who can jump in, 
and maybe sometimes save the day or, or, or try to like say, Hey, um, keep an eye on him or what should I do? He mentioned this or he's doing this. What, what do you think this means? Paranoia sets in. And then before you know it, the people that start getting involved in your relationships start influencing outside influences can mess mm-hmm. up your relationship. So that's why when we say, when women hear us guys say, Hey, uh, we got to be careful of the women we're choosing because of be careful who she, she surrounds herself around, what type of women she surrounds herself around. Because then how do we know this woman is a little too invasive isn't trustworthy sometimes some of the girlfriends that some of y'all ladies have they want what you got and they're kind of petty about it right that's and that's that's another reason why to keep your business off social media okay um so here's another big one um that was in um one of the facebook groups is when he states that he's not ready for a relationship and y'all been doing all the relationship stuff but then he tells you He's not ready for a relationship. Is that a red flag, guys? <laughs> when, when he says that, if at yeah. this point, if if cause some people remember, there's people that deal with, you know, those guys they call them relationship guys. Mm-hmm. They may not necessarily be good for relationships. They just want them. And those are people that require companionship. A lot of times you'll see people stick together. The two people that are toxic, but they'll stick together because companionship. Mm-hmm. And that's the only person that will take their bullshit because that person got the equal amount of bullshit that they come in with too. So in terms of this whole companionship thing, Bring me back to bring. Okay, I want to make sure I answer the question correctly without mm-hmm. taking around two eighty five. So bring the question. <laughs> um, you want me to ask you again? Yes. Um, is it a red flag when you're when you all when you're in when you think it's a relationship? Okay. Yes. 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 I don't want to be in a relationship. Yeah, I'm not ready yeah. to be in a relationship. Right. Right. So what does that mean? He's really not into you. No, he may just want you for that companionship. Mm. And it doesn't mean that he's not into you because you're going to want to be a companion or in a companionship with somebody that adds at least some kind of value. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She may be cool, great to talk to. She just, you know, she might have that tight snatch that he needs. Who knows? You know what right. I'm saying? Maybe so basically it goes back to being a doorbat and being used then. No, no, oh. because because watch this. Mm-hmm. If I come to the point where I have to tell you <clears throat> I'm not ready for a relationship at this point, that means that we've come to a quandary, a fork in the road, mm-hmm. which means that, you know, I'm sorry, I'm shaking the phone to take the camera off. We've come to a quandary, a fork in the road, right? Mm-hmm. Where you've either given me an ultimatum or you told me or gave me a choice and or an option. This conversation is coming up in order for me to have to say, I'm not ready for a relationship right now. Okay. You see, I see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So this is being presented to me. It doesn't pop out of thin air. We sitting at, you know, we're not gonna be sitting at eating lobster on the beach or in, in right. Cancun or Cabo and like, yeah, so I'm not ready for a relationship. No. Something mm-hmm. was brought to me and that was a response at this now, point. 
when mm-hmm. she gives that, once he gives or I give that response to her, if I'm being honest, that's the best thing that I could ever do. But what happens is her response next will be the best thing that she can ever do for herself or her personal growth. Because he's telling you after all of this, he's Mm -hmm. still not connected. So now you have a personal choice to make whether to remain or whether to go. Chef, you always going ahead of me. Stop it. (laughs) Sorry. Well, Steven says he's lying. He doesn't want the title. The title equals responsibility or accountability. That's what Stephen says. Yeah, I just wanted to. Um, so, mm-hmm. is, so what, what Stephen Day and what Chef said is mm-hmm. that how we can uh, dignify or signify between a relationship, a marriage, a serious marriage, and a guy that or people that just want a companionship and like attachment issues? Is that like mm-hmm. the difference between both? No, there's nothing wrong with the companionship. You know why? If you go to Middle Eastern culture or Indian culture, or a lot of cultures where there's arranged marriages, all right? The Mm -hmm. fathers, even in Africa with the dowries, right? Mm -hmm. The fathers were the ones that made the wise business decision. They had multiple children. Their children were their team. Mm -hmm. And they were the ones that literally did trades to the other team, right? (laughs) Two-way trades and stuff, you know? And, and, And so in many of those situations, even currently now, okay, Hashish and Rajib, right? These are two Indian brothers that I knew for years. Rajib, that marriage, and they were born here. He's Indian. It was arranged. Mm-hmm. And they don't really learn about their wife until they're married. So mm-hmm. that means that there is universal hope within this crazy yin and yang of life that that companionship can grow a flower it can cultivate sometimes things require cultivation everything is not that big romance boom big bang theory and Mm -hmm. kismet sometimes it's cultivation you know yeah that makes sense yeah it does all right guys well look we're going to talk about the truth about closure and letting someone go guys do you think getting closure is really worth it It, it, again, it, it only depends on how it affected the person. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know that that, that that at the end of the day matters for you, just so you can let go. Um, mm-hmm. Some people, they just realize that without the person having a conversation, they, they still make amends with that and move on, regardless if that person was there to deal with it or not. But uh, it it just depends on how the person wants to move after they take that, that hit or that loss. So that's the tough part is the loss of losing that that pattern, that consistency, that schedule, the fact that the companion was there or the significant other was there. Then you had to share the, like, the memories or you started building like an annual thing. Mm-hmm. Who knows? So, And then plus the, the connections you all had if you met each other's families and, and you know, being there through, through tough times and then the good times and stuff. So that's part of the reason I think it usually takes a hit for the person that wants to let go and get closure. Chef? Yeah. Uh, closure or lack thereof are both uh, self-inflicted con- concepts in my mm. belief. Mm-hmm. What do I mean by that? I believe that you, 
subject yourself to the whims of another person's energy mm. once you mm. seek once that closure is something that's required you know i remember the first time that my feelings got hurt over a girl when i was young you know what i mean i was like 14 and my mom picked it up you know she caught it and she told me and you know she got a haitian accent <clears throat> I want you to write a letter, write a letter to her. Okay. And then write it again. And after the third time, okay, you say everything you want to say and how you feel. And then you go in the mirror and you read it. And then you put it in the envelope and you address it to her. Mm -hmm. And then you will go in the backyard and burn it. And I was like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. And there's a concept that she taught me is that you have to understand the universe, how it works, and you have to be able to accept the apology that you were never given. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. Closure is something that you have to give yourself mm-hmm. because if you put your ability to move forward into the hands of another person who don't even want to fucking be with you. Oh, chef, you always, then you stuff. become a yep. slave. Yep. You the need for stuff. closure is slavery, yo. <laughs> exactly. That, ooh, I'm about, we about to get into it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going to be able to live unless this person yeah. tells me. This person tells me, faces me. Right. You know what I'm saying? It becomes emotional slavery. But the only difference is they ain't have to come and 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 kidnap me. I'm I'm sacrificing myself at their altar, the altar of their whim. Mm-hmm. So Stephen says, I believe closure is needed of to be a to be able. What I'm I can't read closure. I believe closure is needed to be about to fully move on. I think I I I believe it is how you remove the baggage. If not, it will always be there and will come up in various ways and affect the relationship. I'm about to debunk what you just said, baby. Okay. So look, I'm in the city, y'all. Y'all can hear the fire truck. Okay, but anyway, let's get to yeah. it. <laughs> All right. So I want to mainly focus on people that are very persistent in requesting closure. Especially, and this is very, very common in women. They're very persistent in requesting closure with, you know, their ex, the man that they're breaking up with. And, um, you know, men do this. Some, some men doesn't do it as well, but it's it's mostly women that does this. Um, so we're going to talk about why, you know, seeking closure Sometimes it's a bad thing. Yeah, uh, I did a whole show. <clears throat> but, you know, I'm not trying to plug too much, but it was definitely a good episode. But I did a, a whole uh, episode. It was like four hour stream. It was called Closure, mm-hmm. you know, and it was talking about the ability to let go, mm-hmm. you know. And one of my co hosts, Victor Freeze, he has a song called, you know, I Need to Know. And it was literally, ill breakup song Mm -hmm. about you know the the feelings that you have and the need to know and we all have that that's curiosity and we can ask like hey why why are you leaving me Mm -hmm. why you don't want to be with me no more you know 
Like, you know, <laughs> it's like, why you don't want to be with me anymore? You know, I need to know. But at some point, if she doesn't tell you, you have to also be prepared mm-hmm. to never know. But understand that you know that you need to only be with somebody that wants to be with you. Okay, so we about to get into that. So, okay, so there are some cons of seeking seeking closure. Okay, um, it can be very hurtful when you go to this person and it tells you the truth, and you're not prepared to hear it. You end up feeling rejected, helpless, and a lot of women go into depression, obsession. And bipolar activities. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Yes. That's <laughs> because, denial, though. Especially you, if you are an emotional woman or man, um, it may be hard for you to to understand like the the logical points that the person is trying to make because you're in, in you're you're in your emotions trying to seek this this so called closure that you need to enable to move on. But it's not. But in in this case, it doesn't help you move on. It makes it worse for you. Now, they That's made some, some benefits in it, and, you know, so it might help you, you know. Um, hold on, Chef. Gotta pull this thing over. Okay, there you go. Um, you know, there are some benefits to it, to seeking closure as well. Um, it's helping the person understand, you know, what might have happened, like, if it was some type of, you know, big breakup and they don't understand why, they, you know, you're breaking up with them or whatever, I can see that. But then, but it, when you know what it is and why you are, you know, you're breaking up, why do you have to keep going back and asking the same dumb question over and over again? Because you already know. So That's then true. this whole closure thing, turns into something else. It's not closure anymore. Yeah, that's hustle though. That's right. when I say hustle, mm-hmm. it's the same thing when the people get stopped by the cops. Oh, no, you gotta articulate probably you gotta articulate your probable cause, you mm-hmm. know? And they they're bringing it down to to verbal minutia. No, so why, why, why? He keeps telling. If she happens to be that over emotional person, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's the reason he's leaving her ass. Mm-hmm. I can't take you nowhere. You went, you turned up at my boy's birthday party, and then you went, you turned right. up at my work party. And this is a real story. Right, she just flipped, not working. <laughs> yo, she flipped the freaking birthday right, cake right, at, his, right. at his cousin's <laughs> birthday at his cousin's birthday party. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, she turned out at his job company function. So mm-hmm. at some point, it's like, yeah, that's the reason. But there's some women that will not say, well, please, you're right. Just be with me. Because that's really what it is. That's what, they, that's what their heart is saying. Okay, I know, I know. Because that ain't the first time. That ain't the first time right, they did right, that. Right. Yeah. You see that's what I'm saying? So the people who self-sabotage blame others mm-hmm. for, for what they inflict on themselves. Mm-hmm. Right? And so what's happening is what she's really, her heart is saying, I know, I know, I know I'm a bitch, but please, I love you. Please just keep me. Chef, chef, stop. Stop right there. Just don't say okay. nothing else because you okay. all in my stuff, okay? 
Close. Make sure y'all make sure you buy uh, Chef's Patreon course, by the way. Okay, yeah. right. <laughs> all right. The negative reasons why people seek closure. Chef, all in my business. Guilting them back into a relationship. <laughs> guilt them into a relationship instead of finding someone who is excited to be with you. Despite how they feel or how unhappy they were with you, you rather guilt them to a relationship just to say you have a man. And that shows that you are desperate and have no self-respect. I said what I said. Oh, man. I, th- I said what I said. No. <laughs> Uh, I said what I said, and I mean, yo, yo. wait. So I'm I'm picturing the scenario. Is that usually after when a person sleeps with somebody, and that and that significant other is like, but you know, I let you in. I, I you know, I let my my uh, I caved in my own wall so you can come through, and then make how they have you feeling bad. Is that what you're kind of trying to say? You fuck with me. You stuck with me, nigga. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say? So it's like this. For, okay, yeah. say me and Chef uh, broke up for whatever reason. He's unhappy with me. I I feel unappreciated. I'm a doormat or whatever. But because I am desperate, low self esteem, and I just don't want to be without a man, I will guilt him back into a relationship, or you know something, or like we're going to get into, I think maybe the third one is let's just be friends because you still want that attachment in some way to that person. So you don't want to let them go. So you want to hold on to them in any type of way. It's a demotion. Mm-hmm. Right. Is a demotion. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Sometimes there's the just be friends where literally the the guy does not want any sex. All he mm-hmm. wants is just maybe dinner on Friday where they like they used to be, and and just the conversation on Tuesday kind of thing. And then it eventually whittles away when they find new people. But some people really want it to be like that. But then you got the one that just want the benefits. You know what I'm saying? And he recognizes her uh, sexual proclivities. And then, yeah, and then begging for forgiveness. So there's, 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 uh, what you call it? Sincere and insincere. Mm -hmm. There's a sincere and then there's an insincere. Right, right. You, you watch romantic Mm -hmm. comedies and those love story movies and even in, you know, in life, Mm -hmm. you have a lot of strong relationships that were tested. Mm-hmm. You won't, you know, you understand relationships may be long lasted, but you understand the, the strength of them based on how they're tested, the weight that's put against them, just like a bodybuilder, right? Uh, you know, a weightlifter, whatever. So they have to be tested. Mm-hmm. So in certain situations, if this woman expresses to him how she feels and her disdain for what he did, Mm-hmm. And he realized it and was able to communicate it in an honest and sincere way. And he was really sincere. Mm-hmm. And she believes him and gives him a shot. That's a beautiful, miraculous thing. But of course, there's also people that will use, you know, begging for forgiveness in more nefarious fashion. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and just to keep it going. And we get that, you know. Now, 
here's the whole thing to trying to propose a friendship. Now, here's where a lot of women are delusional, which goes back to the title, delusional doormat. They propose <laughs> friendship because in their mind, they feel if I just give him some breathing room, then we can uh, and some sex. Yeah, right. If I if, if we could just okay take a breather and then we'll end up back together again. Even though this man has literally, you know, said he's moving on or have moved on, but yet you try to propose a friendship just to, to <clears throat> just to think that if you give him some space and time, then you guys will get back together again. There goes that delusional doormat. That also goes to the test. Remember, I was talking about um, the test and things, the strength of relationships have to be tested. There's certain people that put what's called litmus tests mm -hmm. on themselves, self-inflicted tests, like those girls that make those those silly-ass arguments just to see, just mm -hmm. checking to make sure you love me, right? Mm -hmm. They don't feel validated. But they, they don't care what he's talking about. They just want to see how hard he's going to argue with them. Right. Yeah. So so that is actually one of those self-inflicted tests. You know, when them girls say that, that, yeah. that, bull, that bullshit, um, mm -hmm. if you love something, you set it free. If it comes it. back to you, it was yours. If it doesn't, it exactly. was never and, and That's what I put down in my notes. And I said, you know, it's like you lying to yourself because when you propose that friendship and if he continues to treat you as a friend, from here on out, now you now you all bent out of shape because he's giving you exactly what you want. We just friends, and that's it. So now you just self-inflicted yourself even more instead of just moving on. Yeah, that's a game, though. That's why that's not a game that you want to play. Right. You know what I mean? You never offer up, you don't offer up your queen like that. You don't, mm -hmm. you don't, the worst thing that you could do, that's a that's a big gamble. Mm -hmm. Every, because there's at least 50 50 you know what i mean and there's a good you know potential that if you think this person is that great and of that much value to you mm -hmm. why would you offer him, him offer him up now here's the last one that i thought of is the only reason why you won't have this closure conversation because you want him to feel like shit you want to bring up every hurt, every rejection, every you want to call him all kind of names. You want to berate him. You want to insult him. You want to get it all out. You want to have the last word. And this is the reason why you want that closure conversation. Sounds like these YouTube spaces. Yeah, that's un that's unloading. Mm -hmm. That's violence. That's, un that's unloading. A lot, a lot of women are like that, though. Yeah. They just want to have the last the, the conversation. They want to have the last word. They want to say all kinds of things. They want to make him feel bad about breaking up. They want to call him this, that. You got a little peen. You know, your breath stain. I, you know, all I smashed smash your friend. I smashed your cousin. Uh -huh. Right, right, right. They want to do everything to hurt you at that time. It has nothing to do about closure. They just want to hurt you. That's all they want to do. Guess what? I don't care. It wasn't even that good in the first place. Right. <laughs> well, hey, hey, but you sure did stay for about a year, though. You were there for a year, though, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> All right, guys. We, oh, we almost done. We only had um, two more slides to go. All right. Getting closure is overrated. Yes. 
There are better ways to move on. And here we go. Acceptance. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. I mean, you know. Uh oh. <laughs> we we we. So we go into of grief. We go into okay. grief. Okay. okay. The best, one of the best ways to get closure is to accept that things is over. Accept. The, the end of your relationship to move on. That's one of the problems, you know, people have. I'm not just, well, because, you know, I was talking to the ladies, but a lot of the women have is the point of accepting you in denial that the relationship is over. So you do this whole, I need closure. I need to talk to him. I need to, no, you don't. Because they're, they're, they're in denial. They don't want to accept that the actual relationship is over. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, acceptance, though, mm -hmm. that's why in terms of the, the stages of grief, the grief cycle, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Ex acceptance is at the end, right? Exactly, yeah. Because you have to go through the anger. You have to go through the, the, the bargain. You have to go through each of the different steps mm -hmm. in order to gain acceptance. And it's, it's a job. Yeah. It's a job. It's just like getting somebody to detox off of, you know what I mean? Off of dope or something. I you got know, you. I got you, chef. The sweats, they don't know what to do. They can't eat. They, they, you know, because their whole existence was wrapped within this person. Right. That's well, see, the addiction of love. But that, that goes to my next point. Reality check. You have to get a reality check. True. It's the only way you're going to be able to move on. If you don't accept where things went wrong and where you went wrong, whether it's ignoring red flags, whether it's holding on to a toxic relationship or abusive relationship, or how a lot of women say, if you had sex with me, we go together like a dummy. <laughs> you you know they be saying that if we had sex we go together and knowing that's not reality because that ain't what he said that's all in your head so reality check is another thing that you need to do in order to move on just in case you really don't need to have this closure conversation The next one is renewing of your mind. That's the hard part right there. Changing your mindset. And the main thing is a lot of women have this problem. Stop limiting your life because of another person. A lot of women fall into this. The whole world stops because of a man. You fall into depression. Uh, some develop eating disorders and become, you know, 
frustrated, stressed, all that because of one person. They took control of your life and now you don't even know how to to move on or function without them. In order to do that, you have you have to change your mindset. What you guys think? So, hey, flow the curriculum, you know, <laughs> straight up. Yes, mindset. Mindset's important, especially when you breaking up. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's why you see a lot of times some of our sisters when the relationships end, you know, they start, some may start going back to church, you know, some may go back to doing that entrepreneurial business that she was doing before, mm-hmm. you know, some may go back, a lot of sisters will go back to school. Mm-hmm. It's the ability to um, uplift us yourself off and renew yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, your mindset has to be renewed. And remember, it's not having a new mindset. You could have had a great mindset and you got mm-hmm. derailed where you dumped yourself emotionally and your whole brain into another dude. up again. <laughs> right. So so yeah. remember when you get furniture, when your furniture is renewed, it's mm-hmm. not uh, renovated. It's actually kept in its original condition. It's just refinished. It's cleaned mm-hmm. off. It's shined up. It's bringing it back to the what it was before. So renewal is not renovation. Renewal is actually restoral of the original artifact, right? So renewing your mindset is reminding you who the F you was before you met this dude. Mm-hmm. And, and getting yourself back, getting that polish back, getting that wax lacquer back on that exactly. on that furniture. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So that's critically important. Because without um, renewal, you'll still be emotionally wrapped up within a cocoon of that person's whim, where your energy is all wrapped up within what they do or don't do, or who they're with. Um, the next one is learn something from it. Always take gems from, you know, the good things that happen in your life and the bad things. Because I, I always believe there's a lesson in everything that you, you experience in life. And I think um, when you are trying to learn something from something, that means you got to take some sort of co- accountability in order to learn a lesson from it. Um, then the last one is boost your emotional intelligence if you take the time to truly heal. It all that's all it ties ties you know it ties together. But I really really want the ladies to understand that even if you're married that everything doesn't last forever because you know it is to death do you part so when your loved one is passed are you you can't stop living your life because they're no longer there so when you're going through a breakup you have to look at it that that way as well you can't stop living your life because they're no longer there I don't want to preach too much. Hey, Cheryl. <laughs> All right. Chef. Yep, yep, yep. So we have some people 
that be begging for their partner to stay in a relationship. Mm. Ladies, stop stop doing that. <clears throat> stop, don't, don't, yeah, stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's one of the reasons. You lose your self-respect. Your relationship hits a dead end. So you begging someone to stay in a relationship and then you say, oh, we're going to try to figure it out or whatever. But, you know, deep down inside, it's not even working. So your partner takes you for granted. And I think a lot of times it may turn into the next one I have up here. Your partner may behave rudely with you in a situation because it's like you're forcing them to be in something that they're really not there for. Can we say that sometimes like, you know, people, when people use their children to stay in a relationship, when they know the relationship is actually over between them two. And so they start to mistreat each other. What do you think, Sha? Yeah, well, what happened when you start eating spoiled food? When it's no good, when it's rotten, when the mango get too soft, mm-hmm. it's going gonna, it's gonna to burn your belly. You know, yeah. it's to- it becomes toxic. You know, right. um, a lot of acids, you know, started out as, as sugars. And mm-hmm. what happened when sugar ferments? Sugar mm-hmm. ferments, it creates gas, you know, and eventually that fermentation, it creates alcohol, right? Which mm-hmm. has numbing effects. What is, you know, what is alcohol? It comes from from the starch, which are the sugars within different grains that are fermented, mm-hmm. right? And the effects of that alcohol, you know, they get us numb, they get us drunk. Mm-hmm. But alcohol is not a stimulant. Technically, alcohol is actually a depressant. Depressant, yep. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can find some sort of commonality even within that, you know, the whole microbiology of it. it of it, it's it started out sweet, but at some point it remained too long. You know, those sugars didn't evolve and transition into something else. They just fermented and became toxic. And now right. the people uh, exist within that addiction to that drunkenness, where it's just a few highs, but for the most part, it's lows. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, the next one is uh, if you stay in this type of relationship, knowing the person's really not into you or want to be with you, you're hardly happy now. Um, there is a, you know, you can feel, you know, um, back to what we said earlier about being taken advantage of or feeling lost, unhappy, you know, you're really not there. You can tell that they're really not present. Um, the next one is um, you will find yourself helpless because be, because you beg this person to stay, you're at you're at their mercy. So you you really don't have any say in this because you just literally beg them person the person to stay with you. So they they hold the key. <laughs> Self imposed probation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And the rela- and the last one is the relationship becomes toxic. Now here comes the fighting, fussing, 
throwing each other clothes out every other week. <laughs> Busting windows out the car and all that kind of stuff. Like, no, you, you don't need to do all that. I noticed, though, in terms of there's certain, you know, in the, uh, when it comes to what some people call the simping scale, <clears throat> there are situations where men have men beg in different ways. Mm-hmm. That's why some chicks, you know, they'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'm ready to leave his ass. This motherfucker, he better start spending some money. <laughs> right? And that's yeah. where the dude, the dude will do the unsolicited, you know, unsolicited begging, where he's actually getting the Louis purse. Oh, yeah, he's, <laughs> gonna up, he's upgrading her from the Lexus to the right. E-Class Benz. You know what I'm saying? He's going to do an extra vacation. You know, these different types of things, especially if he believes that whatever he did or did not do is worthy of her bouncing on his ass, then he's going to be more, you know, probable in terms of wanting to do that. Right. So there's, there's ways as the protector and the provider, there's ways that we manifest the begging, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in a manly masculine way, because we are the protectors, providers, prophet priest king and all of that even the pastor at the church who's the prophet you know they got some shit with him right right <laughs> right you know even moses didn't listen you know so <laughs> right exactly um so here's the last point i want to talk about with a lot of the ladies when you break up same like a lot of times you would have do for years and years you break up and then within a couple of months or a year or two, he marries someone else. And you're like, why he chose her over me? Why he married her and didn't marry me? Blah, 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 blah. I hear this all the time. Um, so after talking to the men in my life, here are some reasons why he chose her instead of you. Don't hate the messenger, okay? All right, thank you. (laughs) He never planned on marrying you in the first place. You were just a placeholder. Um, I mean, you know, my dad said, my man usually knows within a couple of months whether you are the one that he wants to have a long-term committed relationship with. Um, if you were the one, you know, if he's dragging and dragging and dragging and dragging along, he's just he just was he does not think that you were wife material or the type of wife he was looking for. So he didn't plan on marrying you in the first place. Mm. You're a placeholder. Okay, okay. You went extra traditional. Uh, traditional. Let's, let's see. Uh-huh. see. Back. Okay. You were the backup plan. Child. I think so. I tell you one thing. I'll say this. Well, I mean, let, let me let me read let me read, I'm read his explanation one, and then you can go. Okay. He says he says you you were the backup plan. He may have used you as a backup plan or a rebound, knowing that 
he would never commit to you. He was just waiting for the other woman that he really wanted. Okay, go ahead, Sha. Both of those, both of those are two, are two real things. Mm -hmm. Literally real things, right? So when I was saying, oh, I said, okay, you're going for the traditional, you know, auntie mindset, right? Girl, mm -hmm. he ain't never think about marrying you. Mm -hmm. You know, but do you realize that each of the stops that you make on your road of life, each of the different landmarks make mm -hmm. you and shape you into who you are, right? Yes. Do you know that certain relationships and, and certain situations that people experience with people that they're with mm -hmm. change their perspectives? They make uh -huh. them learn about themselves. Chef, you yeah. keep going to my <laughs> You know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're in sync, babe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right. Oh, the next one is um you treated him poorly. He didn't like the way you was treating him, so that's why he told somebody else. That's that's a you know, so you know, that's an easy one. Um now this one I found very interesting. You might not have given him any reason to commit. That one was very, 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 very interesting. It's like, why buy the um, cow when the milk is free? Value. He had, no, he had no reason to commit to you. It all comes back to value. Mm -hmm. you, you, you have no value. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no value. Mm -hmm. Does this person, do I create her value? Mm -hmm. or does she bring value or does she find ways in terms of knowing me, loving me and knowing what I need from being my companion? Does she figure out how to bring value to my life? Mm -hmm. There's some women that may not, there's some guys that gamble and they'll pick a woman who may have never had a child before, you know, but what he'll do is he's praying and hoping that maybe by the time she gives birth to his twins or his first child that she'll morph and, and evolve or turn into the butterfly and become a wonderful mother. Mm -hmm. It's a gamble that some men take. Yeah. You know? So the thing is, it, it's, I think you get where I'm coming from. I, uh -huh. You know, I'm right here. With you. Let me see. What you know, value. It's all value. Mm -hmm. What value she brings. Um, Emil says that's very, that very reason is why a woman should not date a man for years. Yes. Okay. You're not wasting my time. I learned that from the men and you two. <laughs> I cannot. You two talking about. <laughs> um, she said, yep. I believe those re reasons are true. All right. Let's go to the next one. Mm, okay. He assumes that you wouldn't you wouldn't leave regardless of whether or not he commits to you. You gonna stick around regardless whether he marries you or not, or choose you or not. You'd rather be the side chick or the friends with benefit or just the girlfriend. So he has no reason to, you know, 
when a man knows you have a low self-esteem and he thinks that you can't get nobody else child he gonna keep child y'all keep playing around yeah that, that's manipulation <laughs> yeah. that's manipulation though you realize, you realize what that's like is like me going down to the to the um what you call it the the asylum mm-hmm. the psychiatric asylum yeah and, and go okay. to pick up chicks mm-hmm. okay to go try to bag chicks from the psych ward, right? Right. If if I know that you have some sort of medical psychological infarction, pardon the neighbor's dog, right? Mm-hmm. If I know you have some sort of mental issue, and then I go and I try to manipulate you into a relationship or keeping you there or utilizing your weakness against you, mm-hmm. That's a whole different category. That's borderline evil. That's, you know, Mm -hmm. in in certain states, that's actually a felony, Mm -hmm. you know, especially if you recognize that person's illness, if you will. You're taking advantage of somebody with a disability. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's, yeah, Yeah. that morally, that's straight evil. That is the thing. Like, I, you know, especially with these young dudes, you know, they know, like, oh, just like you was talking about the dude with the, they keep keep the girl pregnant so they won't go nowhere because the, if she stay pregnant, no other man gonna want her. I've, I've literally heard dudes say that just to keep her, you know, attached to him. He he would you know constantly have babies with her. Now, don't 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 give her you know the title of you know my wife and what you know whatever. But baby mama is suffice. But there, there are men that 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 do that, unfortunately. Um, the next one is, you pressured him too much. A lot of women, you know, they keep the wedding books. <laughs> <laughs> they keep the wedding books all over the place, looking at um, um, what's that show to come on TV? Um, Bridezilla and stuff. Every time he come say over, yes to the dress. Say yes to the yeah, like we do. And every conversation is, you know, when we get married and stuff. He yeah. start pulling out the vision boards from from right. middle school. You know what I mean? Exactly right. Exactly. That was that that led back to that the thing when I was saying about the question. Mm-hmm. You know what would make the guy say, "Yeah, you know, uh, right. you know, I'm not ready for a relationship." It's it's the question, and mm-hmm. sometimes. You know, you'll know when it's time, you know, but the question is always something that as a guy, I think, too, Mm -hmm. you should be prepared to be able to answer, especially if you are being 
intentional with your own life. Correct. You know, they say we don't express enough. So sometimes we have to be able to express how we feel and expect that it's going to be natural for that question to come up, especially if you are dealing with somebody that values their own life and essence, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And don't want to keep grabbing up bodies, you know? Right. So, right. Yeah. So it's, it's <clears throat> if that's the woman that you want, then you have to, you got to be able to understand and, and, and be able to articulate what it is, what you want. Yeah. You do it at work. They talk about the elevator statement, mm -hmm. being able to articulate if you will meet, if you got in an elevator with a CEO mm -hmm. of your company, you're always supposed to have an elevator statement that the two minute ride, you know, have a one minute and a two minute elevator statement where you can have a conversation with him where you get across who you are, what you do, right. you know, and, and an idea that you have mm -hmm. that you can get across before he gets off the elevator, which oh, would yeah. define you. Right. Mm -hmm. So by the same token, you got to be able to know what it is that you want. You know, and the woman also has to understand to be able to accept what he's saying. I understand we have to use tact, but she has to be able to ab absorb and then accept what he's saying after she chewed to me and spit the bone out. You got to take it. You got to listen. You want to know, then, then take the answer. Yeah. So the next one is he might have seen her as more secure than you. Um, she may seem more confident than you, more um, mentally secure, financially secure, emotionally secure, and that plays a huge part um, in whether or not a man says I do. Is that true? When he sees her as more... Um, the It's saying that um, he says um, the guy would choose another woman over the other over the you i would say um when he sees the other woman is more secure than you oh okay okay yeah well that kind of goes to the you know a lightweight version of when i said the mental issue but let's say emotional mm -hmm. if you know insecurity is not sexy for mm -hmm. everybody correct yeah and you know, and they say that the world, when somebody rest in peace said the world doesn't owe you understanding, right? Mm -hmm. You know, insecurity is not very sexy when it's manifested. It's mm -hmm. not. Mm -hmm. It's not. Mm -hmm. And so if you, and confidence is a certain level of stoicism and strength that's exhibited. Mm -hmm. And it can be very sexy. Is nothing like a, a, a confident woman. A woman, right, exactly. Right, because remember, yes, you want, you know, you want Lady Guinevere, you want your queen, but then mm -hmm. if God forbid, when you need, when she's needed, she'll become Joan of Arc for you. Right. You know, so it it happens. It's natural. Just just like if you see a, a man that's lost his confidence, mm -hmm. you know, he's lost his pride. You know, yeah, it don't hit the same. Right. Um, the next one is his parents may liked her more. That's stuff that's going to her. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> parents, parents do play a part in it. 
Whether, whether you believe it or not, you know. <laughs> um, your goals are too different for it to be feasible. Like you have um, unrealistic goals as far as the relationship goes. Or you, the things that you want will restrict him for pursuing his goals. That's one of the reasons um, I was given that he would choose another woman over you. That's, that's natural, but I would, it doesn't necessarily mean choose another woman over you. Let's say that y'all two living in California and you have a particular type of job that generates, say, six figures for you. He has a job that generates, you know, 75 grand for him. And then he gets a promotion that's going to get him 180 grand. But he has to move to Maryland where right. it's cold. Where it's cold. Yes, I'm ready to go. And you don't like up north folks. <laughs> okay. So now, at this point, you guys are at that, that quandary. Mm -hmm. That, hmm, what's going to happen? You know? Mm -hmm. He wants to take the relationship to the next level, but you may not be willing to give up your career that you worked for so long, you know, in order to build, you know, that money you're making at that point. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, and at some point he's hurt by it, you know, he takes the job, you know, and then he comes back home. And then there's the girl that he went to high school with that he was cool with. You know, started kicking it with her. Yeah. And she was willing she was willing to move to uh yeah. Maryland. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You see? Mm -hmm. So was it that he left you for her? Was it that he left you for her? Not necessarily. Right. Maybe her willingness to acquiesce to his lifestyle made it more conducive for him to build a family with her. her. Right. I got you. Yeah, I agree with that. Trajectory um, is important. Yeah. Um, the next one is he may not have been ready. Um, a lot can change within a year, six months. You know, you know, when you guys broke up, he probably wasn't ready, but then something happened in his life where he feels like, okay, now I'm ready. So then the next girl he met, for whatever reason, then he, you know, he was like, Okay, let's do it. He probably just wasn't ready when you were ready. Uh, let's see. The next one is she may have had other non-negotiable traits that you didn't have, want, or have didn't have, won't have, or can't have. Let me see what he says. I don't know what he said about that. Uh, okay, he says um, in a lot of cases is that men have traits they seek in a spouse. And if you don't have what they're looking for, you will not you will not be considered as wife material. You also can't change who you are just to get a ring. So this is one of the reasons why he didn't choose you, because in his eyes, you, you really wasn't wife material. You was just, you know. Yeah. Um, the next one is for. One random reason or another, he believed you weren't the one for him. We, we just talked about that. Uh, sexual compatibility. 
actually like three three men said that one show. <laughs> I see sexual. Yeah, from the back. <laughs> sexual compatibility. Yeah, sexual compatibility. Yeah, you had the great personality. It's actually you was had the, the great three personality, three. but you had yeah, it was the top. But you had the yeah, but. You, you had the great personality. You're very nurturing, but you had the loosey goosey coochie, <laughs> and you play man, and you like to do mannequin style. You <laughs> <laughs> just laid it. Um. So that was one of the number one reasons, you know. <laughs> um. Your behavior. But you got to figure that out early, man. You got to yeah. figure that out early. That that right there, you know. Some folks don't. Sometimes it's just you know, hoping that they can teach. Some folks don't people. require a lot of sex. But right. the thing is, mm-hmm. you there, Scott? Uh oh. You breaking? Oh, you're not. I don't know. Your phone went out, Chef. Um, until Chef comes back. Uh, behavior. He didn't like your behavior. Some women are overly emotional. Definitely. Oh, there you go. Go ahead, Chef. <laughs> you went out for a minute. Chef? Oh. Um, and so a lot of men can't handle all that when you can't um, manage your own emotions or you might be one of those um, cantankerous type women. You know. He just didn't want to deal with that for the rest of his life. So it could be your behavior and a lot that will provide. Mm-hmm. He ain't even had to look good back in the day. Shav, you breaking up? Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I had to jump in the whip. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was back in the day the dude didn't have to be sexy. He didn't, you know, he didn't have to be cute. All he had to do was be able to provide. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I, I went over behavior and religion is one of the reasons why um, he might choose another woman over you. Uh, you know, that crazy, over-emotional, cantankerous craziness. He probably can deal with it as a girlfriend or a side piece, but not as a wife. So... That's one, of, and re, you know, religion. That's self-explanatory. You know, when the religions are happening. Yeah, that's dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> that's trouble. That's mm-hmm. trouble. Yeah, your heart, and then going against somebody's God. Mm-hmm. That's heavy. And, yeah. So that'd be another reason. And behavior ties into social lifestyle as well, because if if he's a type of businessman or has a type of so, social circle that requires a certain type of lady presence you know and you are not that you is hood rat ghetto project chick don't know how to don't know what a soup spoon is <laughs> that might be one of the reasons why he just like no i can't you know <laughs> she, she gonna jump on tables and throw bottles and all that kind of stuff so yeah yeah, you, yeah. So that might be another reason why he chose her over you. But so. <laughs> social, social. Oh, you know what? Like so, social compatibility. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, but come on. What you mean, dude? Come on now. You, now you talking about social compatibility? I thought. <laughs> I thought y'all. 
I thought y'all said it ain't matter. Social compatibility ain't matter. I, didn't y'all sell us that Julia Roberts pretty woman Who shit? Who said that? I ain't said it. <laughs> I was like, didn't y'all sell us that that, that Julia that, Roberts? That was them other people. <laughs> Rich, what's her name? Richard Gere? <laughs> that was that was the other people's Hey. Oh my goodness. Well, this was fun. Uh, thank you, Chef, for coming up here and hanging out with me. Yo, I ain't gonna lie. Real talk on the side note, you know, I've been kind of crying for a while. I just popped up on Vic and Andrea's show and stuff and editing yeah, some things. But thanks for letting me flow, man. Real talk. Yes. Thank you for being up here. I, I like the fact that we had, you know, men's perspective on a lot of these things, you know, even though I got a lot of the, um, the uh, information from men, because you know it is from their perspective. So, but it's good to have you know somebody to you know elaborate on the point and stuff. So yeah, it's good. So, ladies, I have given you information on how to know when he's just not into you, child. Okay. Some free no, game now. Know when you are being a doormat. Okay. Stop begging people to be with you. When they, you know, they don't care about you, no want you, and they just using you for your money and your cooch. Okay, cut it out. And sometimes you just don't need that talk, that closure talk. You just need to heal on your own and move on. Any last words, guys? Thank you for having us. Thank you. Uh, appreciate you, Red, for letting me be the panel. Shout out to. Uh, Chef, and it was your birthday recently, so happy birthday again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That just passed in August. That was August. I was just saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I appreciate you, though. Better late than never, though. My bad. I, I, you know, shout out to, um, you know, just shout out to everybody. I know it's going to be Thanksgiving tomorrow, so uh, anybody who celebrates it or happy holidays, just, uh, you know, and there's a lot of, been a lot of uh, people passing away lately. I noticed the number, you know, People that, uh, you know, in the loss of the lady uh, who went to go vacation with their so-called friends um, in Mexico, Shanquila. Uh, you know, and rest in peace to another man named Jason David Frank. Anybody who remembers had a childhood in the 90s who never was a Power Rangers. He was the original Tommy. So he passed away. He committed self-deletion. He uh, leaves behind the kids and the wife. Uh, you know, he was going through a divorce. So. Did anybody you know that you lost uh, took the time to, um, you know, remember them and, uh, you know, day for giving thanks and being grateful for what you have, forget about what you don't have. So, uh, you know, other than that, peace, yo, be safe. Thank you. Chef, you got any last words? Yo, peace, love, light. I'll let your boy. I appreciate you giving me the mic. Um, you know, check out if you jump to my page, check out that episode called Closure. Okay. It was a deep discussion and it kind of gives some really interesting ideas, you know, myself, mm -hmm. the Freeze. Yeah. Now, I'll, I'll link it into the description too when I. Um, yeah. But definitely, man, I appreciate you. I, I, I love it here. <laughs> I like you guys here. Um, so. Guys, make sure you guys tune in to Hinks the Basement at seven. Um, he's going to be talking about um, men's mental health, so make sure you guys tune in tonight. Um, the Basement, featuring you know, that's Hinks Page, guys. 
<laughs> he got his own show. So make sure you guys tune in for that. Um, also, um, Teddy from um, Sophisticated Grizzly is on at eight. So you know how I do. I have two laptops, an uh, iPad, and the phone going at the same time, so I could be on everybody's platform at one time. Uh, <laughs> tune in on Thursday um, at eight o'clock for um, Love and Abundance with Mister He Said and Miss She Said. That's on Thursday, and then on Friday at eleven thirty. Um, Sister Cole with me and Miss She said we're gonna talk about these envious holes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we're gonna have a smoke show. Um, I'm hoping somebody would take over for me. So if anybody interested in taking over the smoke show, please let me know. Um, Yo, you I'm like one of them friends that, that always she's one of them friends to add one of them friends that just make you feel lazy when she gives you they make you feel like a lazy ass when she gives you her itinerary make you feel like you ain't doing shit what you talking about chef chef you want some hours chef you work hard damn it you gotta keep throwing it in my face like that commercial oh remember that commercial for the college oh so your ass still on the couch i cannot that's you hey you talking about the one you talking about the one romeo the one little romeo I, got, I, look, I, got, I have to stay busy you know i'm one i'm away from you know my normal place of happiness i'm way up north i want to be back home like all my friends are there you know it's just me and dad and caleb here so i try to stay busy until it's time to go back home and be with my family so that's why i work so hard because <laughs> child I, i'm mm. You know. <laughs> but, um, again, if anybody wants to take over, the yeah, I will subscribe to your Patreon. <laughs> oh, oh, let me don't let me forget. Okay, uh, part two of um, Adobe Premiere Saturday, four thirty. Part two of learning how to use Adobe Premiere, four thirty Saturday. So those who have already taken part one. Um, make sure part two. Um, I think that part is like learning transitions, um, doing um, a little bit more graphics and all that kind of stuff in part two. So, four thirty Adobe Premiere Saturday, and then um, uh, let me know if you want the um, send me an email if you want the um, the uh, uh, worksheets to go with it so you can practice. Um, other than that, yep. A great pill, baby. Uh-uh. <laughs> you always come up here when I'm on the side Always. You always do that. You have the most uh, uh, intellectual, motivating, triggering co- uh, top uh, uh, content over here. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, so. I gotta get dinner cooking. And you see, you see what, but you see what you cause, right? In these YouTube spaces, you cause the dysfunction of men not being able to rest in their masculinity. By your grace, Marcus. By your grace. I need y'all to be your masculine. Hey, I'm not, I'm not, I'm never gonna hold you back for uh, you know, uh, doing your wifely duties. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get dinner ready. And stuff. All right, my, hold on, my bad, Marcus. Let me knock on the wood. Get that Wi-Fi connection. Hey. Make, but, sure, um, make sure that that store the storefront Wi-Fi is working real. 
But if, right. if you got anything, last things to say on the topic. Um, no, I'm, I'm going to make it short. Everybody pretty much hit the, the nail on the head with the conversations, um, uh, especially um, Chef. Uh, it was very deep and profound. A lot of perspective you you generally don't hear um, in a lot of these spaces, but you mm -hmm. mostly hear just from, you know, uh, real most I say most real men that actually um, is more invited to open up in those casual mm -hmm. conversations. Um, sometimes me and Marcus talk about that. Just being <clears throat> selective for the type of men that you talk about, talk with. So mm -hmm. that 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 adds a lot of value to that. Um, so yeah. So thank you for having the conversation. Especially everything was in order. The only thing it, it kind of sucks that the last part when you said like the uh, it's like the marriage versus the relationship part. Mm -hmm. It, they'll use that part last versus the first one, like the acceptance. Like it, yeah. they won't, nothing won't be accepted until like mm -hmm. shit is the fan, you mm -hmm. know? That's true. Yeah. 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 That's very true. But child, stop being delusional. Okay. That yeah. man tell you he, if he's showing you and telling you he don't want to be with you, child. But why? And it's, it's like, consistently like that. Like, like you have women that literally would like send 39 pages of text messages oh I, yeah I, I get them too Dude. i get the whole long list of inbox you know, all the texts even after like you don't respond yeah you don't respond yeah and men is different i mean i hope a lot of i see personal experience more men is is different than that than women yeah. most men might get the let me sh let me shoot my shot the second time after she right. just did the avoiding and the ghosting part and then you know we'll we might put our little best foot forward the last moment, and then it's like, okay, you know what? Whatever. I don't want to be creepy. I don't want the cops call. So we're we're pretty much out. We're exiting. And you know, like women, and I'm a woman. I can speak, you know, for women because a lot of times, a lot of women, you just don't know when to let go and to get over it. And like, you know, you do crazy things. You will start. You know how they do the whole sub, you know, subliminal messages on 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 social media, saying little sly remarks in the comments. Posting crazy, and you and you know what they talking about or what the and so it's like, child, if you don't just get over it, it it's funny you said that because it's funny you said that because yeah, it's funny you said that because um, like when I when I recently started seeing stuff stuff like that, mm -hmm. I because I hear people say narcissist, narcissist, and I never really pay too much attention because people throw that word out like mm -hmm. just Kool Aid. So when you actually doing your homework, I advise everybody else to do this too. Actually, do your homework and watch uh, what exactly what a narcissist, narcissist. is and the traits. Yeah. It is so crazy because um, I was had I was on one panel. And I was telling one guy like, "Yo, don't react, don't react, don't react." Just mm -hmm. you know, you know what you have. Like I've given all the little conversations, just like it's one on one. And another guy said, "No, nah, man, you got to get the likes and views. Eat off of them too, like they eating off you." Yeah. I'm like, "No, no, no, no." Because what happened is, let's just say if that person is close to you or whatever, mm -hmm. it from what I learned is with, with a narcissistic behavior, you're you're literally shout out to Canon because she says all the time, but no context. But I, I had to learn this. Uh what you literally feed will grow. So that means is like for example, if yeah. you know, uh, Miss Red and I have some kind of issues and we had that, you know, quote unquote off again on your relationship yeah. or a relationship, whatever, <clears throat> and I just do those do the signs that you said, hey, ghost, she doesn't accept anything, whatever. But then she'll take, she'll, a woman like that will actually find anything to attack your, your character and then some. And then if you don't react to it, she'll, you know, they were like, you know what? Let me try one more time. And exactly. Yeah. Then, it, then, mm -hmm. then it's another step to what they do is they'll, um, they'll take little truths and run to everybody else that you affiliated with, not her friends. 
right. but your quote unquote you, friends, and then have them on that same, have them same on that. It, it, I literally, yeah, I literally watched the, yeah, I literally watched the doctor. You all over here. Yeah, you ever seen that movie Misery? Been over here, but yes. now you over here. Yes, you seen that movie Misery? Like, yes. you go sit down somewhere anyway. It's crazy because I, I literally <laughs> watched a doc. It was like because I was like, you know, because you don't want to take, you know, I don't want to take Red's word for, it. I don't want to take Marcus' word for. It. Let me go to the third person. I might go to Chef, right? right? So I'm looking at three doctor professionals talking about this, literally in seven steps to thirteen steps of what a, a nurse behavior is, <laughs> and I'm sitting there just like mind blown, and I'm like, okay, so. Don't say anything <laughs> because if every time you open up your mouth, you can even mostly men, what men try to do this, right? They'll try to explain stuff away or even give mm -hmm. their, their full mm -hmm. car. Like, no man, I do this. Look, 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 look. it's in order. It yeah. It just, it not, it just not to tell it won't happen. Well, what happened is that party that she already, she already gathered to her little, uh, um, mm -hmm. her little, uh, bus, her mm -hmm. guild. Mm -hmm. And they will, they will literally feed, help her feed her because they they took whatever uh uh roots or stuff from you to give to her and it's feeding back again so and then yeah. they be trauma bonding together like, oh yeah it's crazy yeah. It's, 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 it's like it's like an anonymous name for trauma bonding yeah wait did somebody say victim olympics everybody hold Hey, Chef, everybody holding each other's hands. I know what you mean, sis, because I've been through that too. Oh, Lord. But, 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 yeah, you know but, but, but you know what's crazy is like they come into like, they kind of set up a meaning like if it's a conglomerate. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, whatever one part that makes all sense to them, they'll stick to that one part and try to villainize you completely. And so whatever you say after, even though you can literally be a thousand percent honest and truthful and say, no, 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 the proof is here. I'm not lying to you. They don't care because by that definition, exactly. something in their mind just convinced them 100 percent right. that guy's oh the bad guy. He's the villain. Exactly. Yeah. And I, then I really it's, it's like this. What I see with a lot of women is that they just don't want to accept. And they just want and they want an explanation, but they don't need an explanation because the truth is already in their face. But yet they are pushing for a person to say something, but they, you know what I mean? But they really yeah. not ready to hear what the person yeah. is going to say because it's going to hurt them even more if they say what you, what you're trying to get them to say. Yeah. So my, 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 my suggestion is child, leave it and go move on by yourself. Okay. Yeah. That's why I say me and market argue, right? And then we come back and market like, and I'll say, uh, uh, Marcus, you don't, you don't, you know, I uh, shot a black man. You don't know anything mm -hmm. about black man. And, and Marcus be like, well, you don't neither. What, what, what do I have to do? What's the point? Come on. Oh, man. Like, are, they, are you there? Go, go ahead. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm here. I think I was holding. I think I was holding the, the gate open for you, Blackhead. Because oh yeah, go go ahead. <laughs> so listen, real quick, catch me up, real quick. I'm up here adjusting my camera, get my camera ready. So catch, catch me up, real quick. What's going on, Chef? What's going on, Great Pill? What's going on, Marcus? What's going bye, on, bye, Lady man. of the of the hour? So uh, I'm I'm adjusting my camera. So catch me. I'm gonna be listening while you, while you catch me. I'm get my camera together here. Hold on. Well, we was talking about delusional doormats. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. I, I broke down, I had a, my whole little presentation. <laughs> I broke down what a delusion is, what a doormat is, and we were talking about some of the um, um, ways that a woman can tell that a man is not, not into you. And then mm -hmm. we talked about um, um, some of the reasons why women push closure 
And sometimes getting that so quote unquote closure is like the wrong thing to do because sometimes you're not ready to hear or accept what that man has to say. And then that makes it even worse for you to get over it. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then what else we talked about? Chef, we talked about so much. And then, you know, we talked about like they won't accept it. They're in denial and they constantly, um, they pretend to be like, Oh, let's just be friends because they just, they're, they're, they have this hope that, Oh, he will come back to me. Right. Yo, I got to go. Yo, <laughs> showed up. Black men unfiltered showed up. The thing is, there was a story that he told about his youth. Mm-hmm. about the older lady mm-hmm. and i remember him and it was to me it was a story of redemption in him terms of him understanding himself and moving forward in terms of what was rightfully his past you know right and and a lot of it had to do with closure and letting go and then you popped up into this one exactly yeah. that was so a that, Ill that, moment. that's the basis of of because a lot of women get stuck in that because they they limit themselves to that one person and they can't um, handle being, you know, broken, you know, breaking up with someone. And so they get into this delusion that they can fix it, that the person will come back to them or they try to um, hurt the person back because mm-hmm. they feel like they've been hurt so bad. So they want to hurt them, too. So right. they do the whole social media craziness, the texting back and back and back, drive-bys. You you know how it goes. You, they get crazy. Wait a minute, Ren. Wait a minute. Let me update my relationship status. To, it's complicated. I'm trying to work right. on that. Right. I hate that shit. Yeah. I, I think, you know, when it comes to closure, um, I think that the mature people can have it. Immature people can't. And I think uh, I'm going to add this to it. There are women out here that the only closure that they want is to see that your cars on um they're very educated in destruction so basically what happens is i know that if i put three of your your tires on the flat uh-huh. insurance won't cover it uh-huh. uh and, and when you hear a woman talking about stuff like that you got to be like god because <laughs> how does she even know this uh um, right right <laughs> and so but you but you do have that a lot of women want to egg your car or beat you up you know or try to have her uncles and brother fight you or some crazy um, but sometimes we don't want to hear the truth. I, I think that men, um, when it comes to men, you know, we can hear, hey, listen, you've gotten a little heavy. You know, your your hair ain't like it used to be. You, you know, you ain't stroking it out like you used to. And men, they'll get their feelings hurt. They pride hurt. You know, they, they'll still tough it out a little bit. But I don't think women want closure when it comes to stuff like that, especially when you say, hey, baby, listen, um, we're not together anymore because your vagina's trash. Um, it's not good. It only well. That's 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 one of the reasons on it. We talked about uh, right. You know the reasons why he chose her over you. Sexual compatibility. Whole yeah. list. But you she won't it. need closure. She won't need closure <laughs> yeah. if she knows her vagina's trash. And, and, and think about it. There's a lot of men out here that have good hearts that will accept a woman with a past, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, on all these channels, we talk about body count and stuff like that. Men will accept a woman like that and marry her. But the worst thing to do is get, for her to break up with you or you to break or, or y'all not to be together anymore. Because the first thing goes on in that man's mind, especially if the sex is trash, the first thing that's going on in his mind is, wait a minute, before we got together, Billy, right. Sammy, Jacob, and John was getting some. <laughs> right, right. But now that I'm with you, your head hurting, you're tired. You got a mm-hmm. church meeting. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, you got to pick the kids up. You had these kids when I met you. <laughs> but I was about still, to ask how many kids, but you know. Right. You know, you had these three kids when I met you, and you still right. told me about your past and who all got in that ass. And you still, and now my head hurt. My back hurt. Right. My head hurt. My back hurt. My thighs rubbing together a little too bit. I can't do it. Um, you know, my mama called me. I gotta take my mama some bread. I gotta <laughs> find some blue plate, uh, some blue plate, uh, sandwich bread for Thanksgiving. Right. Um, you know, so it, it's always an excuse. And then the man's thinking, dang, why she just can't be there? You know, I heard Dia Hughley say this on Dev Company Jam years ago. He, t- he tells his wife when she says that, why you just can't be the hooker you was before we got together? Okay. And, yeah. Uh, you know, and I think that's a lot. A lot of men run into that um, today. I think sex is. I think, oh Lord, I don't want to. I'm gonna say it. Sex is is become a thing where men can get used to a woman and be like, okay, that's my thing. You know, I let her back it up. You know, I you know stroke out real quick. But when it comes to women, I think women they after a while they want something new. I think women want an Apple iPhone update. Up, up, update or update. I, I will agree to that. I, yeah, I've seen you so know? many stuff on like, online, documentaries, <laughs> interviews. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, this man been stroking me out for 10 years. It was it was good. It's still good. It's still good. You know, I got him. I'm 38 now. I'm 40 now. It's you, it's good. But then at 25, you'll let your job say, man, you keep it tight, girl. You snatched. Red, why and do you think what that? he does is he plants the seed of curiosity. And she's like, damn, my man, he young. He cool. Look at his body. Why well, bet serious. he I bet he'll tear me up. And then what happens is he'll get in that thing and tear you up and you'll go right back home to your hood. Be like, ooh, girl. You be telling your homegirls on the girls' trip, girl. Man, I know I love Hink. I love Hink. But that damn black man on filter girl, he told my ass. It's generalization. But yeah, I just you know, so that's what it is for. I think that you know, women always want something new. I think they want to re hit the refresh button. Um, and I think that some women do it. I heard on Ricky Smiley Morning Show, he had a uh, a question that says, Who cheats more, women or men? And the woman called in and said she think that. Women cheat more, but women are more they're they're more sneaky with it. They're more they're greater at it. A woman can actually come and have sex with you. I mean, sex with another man at her job, and then come right home to you and act like ain't nothing happened. They they body language don't change. They don't, you know, they she says some women are professionals, and she says she did it. A younger man approached her at her job. She became curious after about three or four months, she gave it to him. Right? She said, Enrique asked her, What's wrong with your husband? She said he was a good husband. He's a great father. He's a great provider. I only cheated for curiosity purposes only. I'm not trying to marry that. I got a question. That's just plain whole. She was a whole. Yeah, I have a, I have a question. That. So, based, so, based, well, based on, so based on what you're saying, bro, because you're you're pretty much, you know, 10 plus whatever years uh, in your marriage right. actively, right? right? So why, why won't a woman... St- you know, stay that active with her husband the same way she would stay that active with the guy on that end. Cause that's, yeah. Yeah. Cause like, even just a comment uh, there, Miss M said, wow, I wouldn't do that to anybody, blah, blah. So mm-hmm. I'm a little bit I'm curious about why women like that. Cause usually generally be like women over 35 and, and with multiple kids. Right. And, and most women, they do it because they want to, you know how you keep chasing that high. So mm-hmm. when you get married, that's your high. But then as you get older in the marriage, you like, 
damn, I bet that other weed make me feel a little bit. I'm going to try it again, see if I can get that high again. And you keep chasing a high. And what happens is you, you, you stop being a wife and you become a product. Mm. And, me, and men will start using you for the very thing that you're trying to, you're chasing a high, but men are just hitting you and moving. And you know women at that age, they're getting emotional. The osteoporosis is kicking in. They're getting hot flashes. And, and so what happens is the men are just hitting it and they thinking, oh, girl, I think he loved me. I think I'm going to have to leave my husband. And you go to that man and say, yeah. um, I, I'm, I got feelings. He's going to be like, no, 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 no. That ain't what we agreed on. Right? Because you're half right. of 80. Right. Right. I want the 23-year-old. I only hit you because you gave it to me. You were thirsty. Right. Mm-hmm. And I quenched your thirst. I ain't trying to be seen in public with you. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to go meet your mama in them. I just wanted to get some of that forty-year-old thing. Tell my homeboys about it and move on. Yeah. Post nut, post nut clarity. Yep. Yeah, that, that's what I wanted to say. The whole thing of because uh, I heard the saying before, even I got on YouTube. It's like a lot of people are looking hey for guys, the wedding girl, not the I'm marriage. Hold a minute, um, Marcus. Okay, guys, look, it's getting dark outside. I need to run to the store. I'm gonna leave the live so you guys can talk because the store is like right down the street, so it won't okay. take long, but. Um, it's getting dark, so I don't want to be outside. Now, you know, we don't want to leave either. Y'all want to leave y'all got no goddamn life. Y'all ain't got no life. <laughs> Yo, peace to my bro. Peace to my bro, Big Hank. Yeah, Hank bid gang, bid, bid gang. But, um, yo, chilling, chilling, man. But, you know, they call me chef, and of course, I'm going to be cooking tomorrow, so. I got to run to the uh I got to go to the produce market too. You know, I'm doing a little different this year. We're not doing the turkey. I'm doing a bunch of uh stuffed Cornish game hands. Oh, that's gonna be you good. Know. Are you getting the big one or the uh the smaller bird? The the the, the, the Cornish hens. The Cornish hens. Yeah, yeah. Those are the smaller ones. That's but uh, you know, I got one of them on my page. I'm gonna re upload the short where I stuff them with, you know, lime lemon. Orange, uh, rosemary yeah. herbs, and it's 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 a thing. It's a thing. Yeah, I gotta make this happen, man. I appreciate all of y'all. It was good building, uh, Chef. I hold it down, fellas. All right, all right, right we Is okay. cooking on Thanksgiving? Because I this is I'll make up a topic because I don't generally cook on the holidays because everybody's around the South cook, so I I don't. Mm. Now I will say this: Who's uh, in Atlanta? Hink, uh, Hink, well, I'm three I, hours away from Atlanta, so. Now, Hank, uh, I saw you in the chat last night talking about uh shout out to the mm, I'm trying not to lay it. Uh I had posted a picture, guys, and in that picture were it was the, the offensive line of the um Chicago Bears. Come on, man. And we had yeah. <laughs> and we had a show. <laughs> What a shot to being taken today on here, man! Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and we had a show on that, and um, you know, we were talking about how we don't supposed to promote things that are unhealthy <laughs> or things that are not good. So, and one of the things that made me talk about it is that uh, what's her name, uh, the rapper uh, Cardi B, was in the kitchen uh-huh. rapping one of her songs to her fans on IG Live, and her daughter walked in and she turned the music off, and it asked her, "Why oh. you turn the music off?" And she said, "My daughter, my daughter ain't allowed to listen to no music like that." Dang. Right, so she promotes it to other kids' children. I mean, other people's <laughs> children, but her kid can't, can't listen to anything bad. Right? Ain't that the uh, pot a kettle black? Exactly. Um, and so that's how that conversation got started because those women were saying we're lovely, we're this. They're promoting 
their bodies and they were, I mean, and I told them there's no way I could get on here. Can you imagine what it would look like if me and um, what's what's his name? Me and Logic and uh, uh, Uncle Stu, um, uh, who else? Uh, uh, Rob from What We Know Podcast. All of us just got together in the backyard, turned to our left, took all our shirts off and posed at the camera and say, sexy summer coming soon. Y'all it would be a yeah. it would be horrible and people would say it and I wouldn't blame people for getting on our ass but these women got on there all of them was for 375 400 a piece and they told my beautiful and the women got on me and Tommy B Tommy B was in that chat I posted it on my Facebook page black men on the Facebook page Tommy B was in the chat JT was in the chat uh who else was in that chat was it sorry else in there? it was a whole it was a whole bunch of us in that chat no women drug us through the mud telling us that those women are beautiful. Uh, we, should <laughs> we should promote those women. These women are disciplined, successful black women. I'm like, Lord, have mercy. So, I, I mean, y'all tell me, I, should we promote bad things? Should we? It, I, I'm going I'm to be a little bit, you know, just because me and you, bro, so I'm going to be on the cuff side so we can have this the conversation to right yeah. here. Uh, I, I'm going to say beauty is an eye beholder. Unfortunately, Help should help. I know, I know, I know. I'm a, I'm throwing it out there. Unfortunately, there's people out there that's um. It should come. Uh, uh, health should come first. You know, whether it's your your mind, body, and spirit. But um, unfortunately, a lot of people don't look at it like that. Um, mm -hmm. maybe I, I'm not. I'm not saying good luck to them, but we already know how it is, bro. If you see, you can be an Instagram thought all day up on half naked doing your thing. But you claim that you want a husband. You claim that you want a business. You claim that you want a baby at the same time within 10 years between 32 and 40. That's delusional. So my thing to them is good luck. Uh, you know, people should speak out against it just to give them another perspective. But if they're not willing to listen to it, let life and nature take its course. And then when they see it, I think you have promoted on yours and when Lizzo, because I didn't notice about Lizzo, even after the fact with Lizzo. She was crying and, and belly aching about people won't date her. And I was like, huh? But yeah. you Lizzo. Right. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, and, and I think Lizzo's a big freak. I'm not trying to be funny. But just imagine Lizzo just running in the room full speed and just jumping on your face. You could be injured. Uh, that's extreme. I don't see nobody that size talking about running full speed on my face. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I, I can't imagine. But um, you know, yeah, one, I, of the dude, one of the dudes she had sex with said that he, she literally tried to like wear him out that way, like she was just manhandling him, like very have seen, aggressive. Have you seen uh uh uh, uh what's a six hundred pound woman? Oh. Where there's men that's actually attracted to women um, like that, they would purposely go out their way to feed them to make them more bigger. So it'd be that's the reality show. They're trying to get a check. That's my opinion, bro. Yeah, but there's people. There's people. Men. Yeah, but they are. I mean, there are people out there like it. And like you said, they yeah. love big women. Yeah, one, yeah. one woman said she can't have sex unless she. That, that's dominant. called being held hostage, Hank. Yeah, one woman said Damn. I cannot Damn. have sex unless I have a donut. <laughs> he said, "Hell hostage." You might be right. Yeah, let's let's go, let's do the characters, right? We got overweight women, men attracted to those. You got um, I forgot the name of the other show, but that's um, I, I don't want to say Amish, but it's another name for it. But you have uh, men that has the open lifestyle where multiple women live in the men's house, and he's married to all of them. 
but he has a one man woman. You have that type of lifestyle too. You have a lifestyle where, you know, uh, uh, media or just life itself portray, you know, what's beautiful and what's ugly. It could be a hideous, scarred up man, but guess what? There, there's attractive women that will date men like that too. So they have them out there in the world. It just, one group might be larger than the other. Mm. And like he ain't like them. Damn, is that Watch, what I do? Shout out to Hank then. I mean, yeah. Uh, no, no, black man, stop, stop promoting that now. Stop promoting it. <laughs> I can't, you know, I can't judge, you know, Hank. Gonna, I mean, he look like he's a big dude. He can carry the weight. You know? but Hank, do, so, Hank, do you think you could, you know, uh, give one of those ladies that, that you saw in that picture a shot? No. I haven't seen the picture. Oh, what? <laughs> now I'm gonna have to send it to you. You know what, Hank? Fuck it. I don't buy alcohol, let alone give him a shot of drink, but I'm about to give a shot of nothing. <laughs> Shot a shot of penicillin. That's it, man. Look, I'm, I'm I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give him one shot at the gym. Let's go, baby. Man, you when I pull that, when I pull that pitch up, man. Oh, man, so Luke Cage his, said, uh, "Get just though. He's cheating on his um diet." Um, Hank. Yeah, yeah man. Luke Cage is what I'm big girl. That's what he's trying to do. Yeah, Luke Cage was like, "Oh my God, what are these women doing?" Like all the women were like, "This is embarrassing. Why? What are they doing?" You know, you say that, black man, and and I was just at a Mexican restaurant, man, and uh -oh. and I just seen a lady come in, and she just, you know, had a belly pierce, but you know, she had that look crop top on outfit, I guess, with you know, showing half her stomach. I'm like, baby, you're not built right for this, right? You, you're not, you're not built for that. But you want to wear it, but you couldn't tell her shit. Yeah, but that'd be some. You, know, you tell her nothing. Yeah, it'd be man, such a, um, you know, here in the south, like. I, I mean, I know De Texas and Alabama draw a little bit different element, but I still consider Texas the South on this end. You got pretty much big women, big guts, big butts, and um, dudes would get them. You know what I'm saying? I got cousin six two, whatever, linebacker type dude. And, you know, he's like, hey, as <laughs> long as she helped me with my bills and, you know, she gave me that good D, he's good. Damn. Yeah, I'm going to sit that one out, man. Yep, <laughs> yep. No, no, let me let me bring this up. Did y'all hear what happened with Just Hilarious? No, I don't think I even follow him. Who's okay. that? No, so Just Hilarious, the female comedian. No. Oh, okay. Okay, so she said that you know she's a you know she's doing pretty good, but everybody know who Country Wayne is, right? Yeah, 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 I know. So Country Wayne and her were dating, and Country and she said um, that's the best relationship that she's ever been in. But she said that Country Wayne was too traditional for her. He wanted her to mm. stop comedy and be a housewife. Mm. And she wasn't about to do that. Did she see his interview on on um on uh, Breakfast Club? Because mm -mm. he was very clear about um his lifestyle in the beginning. He said he, did it. he was in the salad. Hey, Hank, you straight with all the pots? Damn, Hank, what that I'm, I'm cooking, baby. I'm cooking. Oh, oh, I just I you, hey, I I'm working on the bacon burger. Hey, I'm working on some ass over there, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's gonna run up uh, to shout him out too. The big hoes. Damn, big hoes need love too, I guess. Yeah, but like I was saying, I don't um, <clears throat> I don't know if she's seen his interview because his his um, he was on a Breakfast Club where he made it very clear how his lifestyle was. He was like, "Hey, I live in a south small town. All we did was just pretty much just run around, just start um, smashing everything." And that's how he got all them kids. He said there's nothing better to do. <laughs> and that's when he that's when he got into the uh he was doing the rapping thing and yep. somehow he started doing silly comedy stuff on between uh his on a stage and YouTube and it blew up on YouTube. He just stuck with it. Yep. So he said that was his main motivation to take care of eight, nine kids. 
Yeah, yeah, he want her to be a straight up housewife. She said, nine nah, man, I can't do I don't that know how that's gonna happen. He got literally nine kids yep. to work on. Yeah, and now he got them making money because he, yeah. he, he paying them to be in the skits and shit. One like, did, just had a birthday like not too long ago where he got him the uh the, uh, the car. I think I forgot what it was, but it was a nice looking car. Damn boy, he got a he got a nice head. What, what kind of car was it? A Bentley truck or something? That thing is nice, boy. Ooh, oh, no, I'm thinking about the other one. It was uh it looked like the uh it wasn't a Tesla. It looked like the the new model of the uh, the BMW. Very long. Okay, sleeve. okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Country Wayne. So what do you guys think about? Uh, he said during the pandemic he was making three hundred thousand dollars a month. Correct. Correct. A lot of money. That's why. That's I. I, I kick myself in the ass all the time. Like nobody know what to do themselves. That would have been a main focal point for everybody that had nothing to do. Start yourself out early. You pretty much home for almost like two years. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, black man, did you did you cover that? Did you cover that Tia Maria? Uh, the whole she thinks her divorce is a graduation. Did you cover that? She said her her marriage was a curriculum like school. And at the end of her curriculum, there's a graduation. And her marriage was yeah. great, but she had to graduate. And and after she graduated, she had to leave him behind because he's not a part of her future. Yeah, um, it wasn't the blueprint. Yeah, she she's an ass. She's stupid. Uh, she, what she what it is? She wants a young man. She wants a young meat, and she's gonna get that. But she will never be married again. No, nope. no, nope. not at all. I mean, but you know. I, I look at it like this, man. Like she, she I want to be a hoe. Yep, exactly. She had all her time as a young kid. Her and her teen years, she had all the time to hold it out. All her time to hold it but, out. But I told my wife, I said, baby, this was in January when she had put them thirsty. Y'all seen them thirsty pictures she put out? Ooh. Laying in she the came, bed, she naked, with turn to the weight, side. Though. Exactly, baby. She did I said, baby, I, my wife, yep. I said, baby, that, that is, that's not a wife. And she was like, she taking pictures while she. Get, I said, baby, that's not a wife. And I said, by the end of the year, she'll be divorced. I said, no husband gonna be okay with her taking them kind of pictures and putting them out in the world like that. No. And here we go. Ten months later, her day has divorced. Maybe, maybe it's publicity because she is a star. She's still trying to show that sexuality. You know, maybe mm -hmm. it's that. And she, shit, she's six years from fifty. Ma'am, you, you, you picked a good time to leave your husband. You're you in six years. You'll be fifty years old, ma'am. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. In six years, we grew up watching her. Yeah, we grew up watching her.